At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The Destiny Show Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and we're live tonight on twitch.tv forward slash the Destiny Show. Tonight on the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, we welcome a very special guest, the awesome Dan Finity, who is a content creator, streamer, host of Planet Destiny's podcast, Destiny Digest, and side quest sundays how does he do it all he is also a <laughs> destiny veteran player he's a streamer on twitch and an overall really nice guy we're gonna learn much more about dan tonight we're gonna discuss the latest news from bungie with this week at bungie we're gonna dive into the new activities that just recently came out with festival of the lost and the new dungeon and we're going to talk about microtransactions and Season of the Undying tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. So first up, hey, I want to welcome going my good. co-host, it's, Shadow uh, Price. Been a really How's busy your one, week but, going? You know, it's I had my daughter's volleyball game tonight, like I said right before the show. And you know, got to see her play for the first time, so that was pretty cool. And made it back here in time for the podcast, so I managed to get all that done in a short amount of time and i'm here and ready to talk destiny and i apologize if you hear barking dogs in the background my neighbor like she has these really loud do- like yappy dogs and everything <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear it but <laughs> i can't hear it yet but i will keep an eye out for it i guess an ear okay. out for it right not an eye yeah. out more so in here, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, they're barkomatics, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm used to it. I have a little dog of my own. He's a Pomeranian Chihuahua. He can get feisty on occasion, 
but he's chilling right now. He's pretty content and just sleeping right now. So hopefully we don't hear him during the episode. But if we do, he might pop in and say hello. But just a fair warning on that. And yeah, so we have some exciting things to talk about today. We're going to put Danfinity on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to learn much more about Dan and what he does in the Destiny community. And we're also going to talk about Shadow Keep, the new content that is out in the game. We're going to talk about Eververse and so much more. Uh, so I guess let's get on with the show. Dan, welcome to the show and thank you so much for being on with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're the fifth, I think, Planet Destiny person that we've had on the podcast. Only so. about 10 more and you'll have the full set. <laughs> hey, might as well go all the way then. <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> Working on almost it. Almost there. So yeah, yeah, it's dude, it's so great to have you on the show. And uh, thank you so much for being on with us and for everything you do in our community. Um, we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight. And sure. uh, if you are ready, we'll begin with our first question of the evening. And uh, what are some projects that you're involved with in the Destiny community? What do you do? Um. So, uh, that is interesting. I <laughs> I am a member. I am a contributor to Planet Destiny uh, as I, I, I co-host and edit the podcast for them. Uh, I also like help run like some of the tweets and so forth, um, especially when it comes to our Twitch team going live. Um, I do Destiny Digest with Green Eyed Music Lover, Arrowcast and Sin Media. Um, that is a daily short form podcast. It's between like, it, I, we generally keep it between like five to seven minutes of the news of the, of destiny. Um, you can find that pretty much Tuesday through Friday, uh, four episodes a week. And, uh, sometimes we'll dip into like, I'll, I'll do like interviews with people, uh, from the community and you can find those on Mondays. Uh, I do side quest Sunday. Side quest Sunday is, is usually on a seasonal basis where I interview people, uh, or different streamers and content creators in the community, talking about their process, talking about, uh, why they make what they make and, um, a little, a little bit of their history as well as play a game at the end called five minute RPG where, um, the first person from the first episode of the season creates a character and we do a role-playing game five minutes at a time with each guest afterward. That is a huge hit with the with the folks who follow the podcast. Um, we're going to start. Uh, it should be back sometime next year. I've got, I'm reconfiguring the format just a little bit here and there uh, to fit in with my schedule. Because like I said, or like you said, how do how does he fit it in? I'll let you know when I figure it out myself. Um, but because like with, with all that, I have a job. I have a girlfriend. Uh, that I got to spend time with and uh, I, I make music and I edit video and I edit or I'm learning blender, which is uh, 3d modeling software. I'm just trying to do a lot of different stuff. That's amazing. Hands in a lot of pies basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like learning stuff and I like, uh, I like keeping my hands busy Uh Maybe yeah. right now they're a little too busy, but um, I'm 
that's just always how I've been. Busy is good because, you know, you keep yourself like um, your ideas flowing and it's, it prevents you from getting stagnant and everything, right. you know, so that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it, before all the content creation, I was in bands and stuff and I would run into that all the time where it's just like, well, I don't know what to write lyrics about today, so we're just not going to write <laughs> lyrics today. And then, you know, yeah, stay dry forever. It's good to have like things that you can be inspired, you know, mm -hmm. about to, to to think of good song lyrics, you know, and usually that's like lots of life experiences, you know. Yes. So usually that's that's been the big thing is remembering. Oh yeah, I need to put stuff back in the tank. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. That's uh, that's really cool that you know you're involved in so many different things. You know, it's just like. <clears throat> And do you have do you have a lot of help? You know, like with support doing the things that you do and everything. Um, I mean, a lot of the projects I do on my own. Mm -hmm. Like for the for the most part, I'm I'm I I I've learned so many different like things, and I try to do them as well as possible. Um, right. That it and it's kind it's always been like that even when i was in bands like i would i would try to do like all the artwork and and stuff and oh wow yeah so and not only did you do lyrics you did the art too you did. yeah and wow it was just it was it was easy because i valued my time differently than maybe somebody else does and so mm -hmm. um yeah i just i try to do as much as i can myself because I like having that knowledge. I like having that in my back hip pocket in order to like, um, maybe share that experience with someone else and like down the line. Like, um, I've recently taken my editing knowledge and I, the destiny digest folks, normally we all like, we'll, we have a discord server where we post stories, um, when they need to upload, upload audio, they would upload it and I would edit it. And then put it up on the, um, put it up on Libsyn. And now, like, I, I made tutorials. I'm like, this is how I produce the show. You guys should take a crack at it. And the result, they've done a great job, um, kind of like editing in my style. And hopefully they've learned something where they, they can take that and move that onto other projects that they go, go with. And, uh, you know, maybe take on, take on some of their own. You know what I mean? And you're creating a pretty awesome resource for people who are looking to break out into podcasting and try it out for themselves. Um, I had some support along the way. Um, I mm -hmm. took a mini course by a man by the name of Pat Flynn. He's a really awesome content creator and... Mm -hmm. He's more in the marketing business space. Uh, really awesome, awesome dude. And that's where I learned how to get things started with podcasting. But I didn't really have that hands-on support. So that's really cool how yeah. you're able to offer that. Well, and like how I got into editing, editing, editing the audio for the podcast was like through Planet Destiny. Through Planet Destiny, I learned a lot about how 
to kind of to put it together. Well, so like I learned from barely a Destiny show, like Steve and Ben were very giving of their knowledge of how to edit. And then I took that to side quest Sunday, kind of refine like refined that a little bit, did mo- did a couple of tutorials on YouTube and then like took that knowledge into Planet Destiny and have since then kind of like tried to hone it down into something that's like my process is very quick and easy for me. It might not be for everybody, but it's it's fairly simple uh, to the point where I call it the quick rinse now. And uh, yeah, if I like I've shown people if I can if I can help people with it, then perfect. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. That's some that's a that's a skill I still have to learn. <laughs> well, I got uh, a video that I can send you. <laughs> oh, cool. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I I'll check it I'm, out. I I'll think I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to feel more comfortable with editing. It's it's mm-hmm. a process. It takes time. Yeah. Um, but in terms of learning the ins and outs, like we started out using Skype. It was horrible. Like Oh yeah, the, the the quality difference is pretty substantial since we got a lot of advice from really awesome content creators. Bushman Bob, shout outs to him, and the Destiny mm-hmm. Addicts podcast. They do an awesome job. Uh, DCP was really helpful as well. Um, Pope Bear Heck gave yeah. me some great advice, and their audio engineer uh, gave us some really awesome advice as well. So I'm really grateful for this community it's been very helpful to help us get started as a podcast and certainly we've been doing it for almost a year which is hard to believe now it's been almost a year doing a podcast but we've been wanting to podcast for quite some time isn't that right shadow price yeah yeah we had the like you know thought up back in 2015 that we were going to do it but um <clears throat> Didn't, I mean, we started off very bare bones. Like I was using my iPhone because I didn't have a PC. Yet. <laughs> yeah. And my and my laptop wasn't good enough for to do it. But it all happened like I got all the gear I needed in 2017. And then we did a lot of pilot episodes and we did a lot of ones we didn't like post and things like that. Mm-hmm. Until we finally, you know, went ahead and did it at the beginning of this year. And it just so happened our pilot episode that actually went live was the day that the Bungie and Activision split. And oh, wow. We, record, we recorded episode zero mm-hmm. that day. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it was, I, it was kind, of, kind of inspiration. Like, it's like, yeah. wow, this is really exciting and very important to video games, not just Destiny, but video games as a whole. Oh, no. Like, yeah. let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can relate. I kind of started out the same way I was on. I used to be with I used to work with Destiny Tracker a little bit on their podcast end. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as a streamer. And um, yeah, that I just had my phone in discord and it was awful. It was bad because, <laughs> as you can tell, my laugh carries a little bit and people think what you want about it. It is my laugh. So it goes. But uh, some people do not like it all that well. And so. It makes it, you you. It's 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 unique to you. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. yeah. You're, you're having a good time if you're laughing, you know, and it, it, it's infectious. So yeah, people One get the good vibes when you're laughing, you know, and it feels like, oh, this is a good it's comfortable. You know, people who like listen and enjoy it. 
Right. One would hope, but there are there are those people out there. I mean, it's annoying. Why are they doing it? And uh, see, Allison enjoys it. Yeah, she just said so. <laughs> I have a goofy, I have a really goofy laugh, so it's like, you know, I know I do, but it's, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, it just, it makes me me too, so exactly, you know. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I do, what I do right now. I also, I also stream and, and play, I used to play, I used to help people with, um, PVE content, but as time's worn, as time has worn on. I kind of got out of that game and more so into like just playing with my community. It's been it's been a lot of fun. So, Dan, how'd you get in with Planet Destiny? It's a pretty prestigious organization. How did that all come about? Um, I had met Moonvald shortly beforehand. Probably it was I met her probably like a couple weeks before Planet Destiny that like when Planet Destiny had like that two weeks where nothing was being done, where nothing was being made. Um, I met her probably like a month to two weeks before then. And we had played a couple games and like we became friendly, especially through Nim. Nim and Moon came and were on an episode of my podcast, Side Quest Sunday. And we talked about a little bit about um, what happened with Planet Destiny there. And then uh, she... Mega Mega Mag, which was still with us at the time, she needed she needed someone who could edit the podcast um, to their liking. So like, I stepped in as a on a co-host and um, editing role, as well as on the stream team, like live on the channel once a week. Um, and that's it, when Moonvald took over and Planet Destiny got relaunched. That's when I that's when I came in. Nice. Yeah, that's um I I watched for a while like I watched the old Planet Destiny mm-hmm. when when um Tefty and Holtzman and all those guys were there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and then I watched you know, I watched you guys for a while too and everything. And we'll I was like it. when yo, no, no problem at all. <laughs> and I guess I would watch I would watch TBL all the time. I I liked mm-hmm. I liked the Black Link guys. His voice is so you know, smooth. It is. It is a very smooth voice. He's <laughs> he's like he's right there with Tefty. Like, you know, yeah. like him and Tefty got that that smooth smoothness to them. <laughs> um but it also just it, it, it made for he made great videos and things mm-hmm. like that too. You know. So and and I've always been a fan of Planet Destiny. I thought your guys' videos are like very, like very good, you know, very well produced and things like that, you know. So um well, thank you. I'll yeah. pass that along to the team. Yeah, yeah. It's I I've been fans of you guys for a while, and you know Moon too as well. And she's got a really good voice too. Like the what? Yeah. She the work she did with um, Bife's video in uh, Dredge and Yor, mm-hmm. and um, you know that him or Nem and Moon and everybody else who was involved with that Blessius, like I... that was that was yeah everybody. It was great. It's really cool that. You know, everybody did, you know, such a had a great contribution to that. Heck, yeah. Project. Yeah. Yeah. I think Planet Destiny exemplifies everything awesome about the Destiny community. You have great content creators coming together 
to share the game that we love to play and to teach fellow kindergartians about various things that are happening in the game and how to get things started, how to get awesome weapons. And I remember I would read all the reviews for all the new exotics that came out from Planet Destiny. So um, you guys have done some amazing, amazing things in our community, and I am really grateful to have you guys as part of the community and for everything that you do. Uh, Nem, amazing guy. He was a guest in our show. Moonvald, another awesome guest. Jarv, I mean, I can literally, literally go on. Hey, yeah. Jarv. And they're, speaking they're of the devil, folks. look who's here. Jarv is here. Hey, Jarv. So great to have you on here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so, yeah, we have some awesome, awesome content creators that are part of this awesome community. And it's kind of hard to believe that Destiny's been out for five years now. That's insane that yep. we've been playing for that long. Now, Dan, when did you get started playing Destiny? Uh, shortly after launch. It, I wasn't I wasn't an alpha or beta or day one player. I played I started probably like two weeks after it everything after they launched the game. I, I work at I'm I'm a librarian's assistant by trade, and the library that I was working at at the time had video games. And it was right around the time that that launched, and my buddy had a PS3, and I was like, ah, I'll give it. It looks fun. I'd never played Halo, so I jumped I jumped in and started playing, and just like fell in love with it. Uh, I yeah barely got anything done that week for the band because of that <laughs> but yeah that's a very similar story i was <laughs> big big into my band at the time when i started playing destiny myself you know we had just got done doing a gig and everything and yeah then D destiny drops and then all of a sudden i'm like i don't have time for my band anymore <laughs> like a shit ton of destiny yeah <laughs> so. you, got, you gotta find time so there's not yeah. enough time in the world we need more of it if somebody can figure yeah. out how to make more of it i would Pay them a million dollars when I get it. More time for time. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please and thank you. Yeah, um, it was. That's always another question that comes up. Like, did you play Halo too? And this is like when you know mm -hmm. people who started playing Destiny and everything. So yeah, I did. I did play a lot of Halo before I played Destiny, and I was. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I liked. I liked the bungee shooter. Like that. That's. What kind of got me in? Yeah, I didn't really, I, I didn't play Halo. Like, Halo was a big thing when I was in high school. And um, we never had, like, a system that was, like, appropriate. <laughs> we, uh, like, I had a, <laughs> I had a PS2 uh, in mm -hmm. high school, I think. And then I didn't have a console for years and years and years until, like, that roommate that had the PS3 moved out. And I was like, well, I think everybody I had a PS4. PS2. So because that was that was the most uh, that's the best selling console of all time is the PS2. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I <sighs> saved up a lot of lawn mowing money to get that thing. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like. It was it, Halo was never really on my radar. Microsoft coming into the playing space was new and you never knew how long that was going to last. And so. Um, mm -hmm. my friends, my friends all had it. I was never any good at it when I did get to play it. 
And so I was like, well, stupid game. But really, it was just stupid me. And uh, <laughs> my only other experience with playing, like, multiplayer online games was, like, a stupid, uh, like, mobile game where you had kingdoms. And hmm. the kingdoms around... I don't even remember the name of this thing, but the kingdoms around it all were people... And they would ask you to help raid other kingdoms. And I was like, oh, that's a cool mechanic. That's kind of neat. That's super fun. And then I got bitched out by what I would assume is like a was a five-year-old. <laughs> and uh, just by the words that they were using. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm never playing this game again. So you, was, you know you're a real gamer when you get like yeah. you know, shit talked by a five-year-old. <laughs> I was like, man, I I write music. I've got I, I have an album out. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, it was, didn't really matter. <laughs> can we get your album on SoundCloud? Uh, so you can actually listen to our first two albums on Spotify. They're, they're oh, up there. Oh, cool. Uh, they also should be available on Apple, I, Apple iTunes, um, Bandcamp. I don't know if they're on SoundCloud or not. But uh, yeah. And we also have like a third one that I didn't, that we never released. So, but might release oh, nice. sometime in the future. I don't know. Still working that out. Well, I will have to check you guys out then. I'll just have to get the name of your band at yeah. some point. Yeah, it was uh, Bone Setters. <laughs> Bone Setters. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah. Yeah, I love, like, discovering new kind of new music and mm-hmm. things like that, you know. That's uh, very cool. One of my favorite bands recently has been this band called Cheek Face. They're based out of mm. L.A. I'm I'm smitten. I love I love that band. They're so good. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, um, I've been really enjoying yeah. the new Tool album. I've been listening to that and the Shadow Keep album. Gotta have my destiny, yeah. of course. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very much a Halo slash Destiny nerd. I've been playing mm-hmm. the game since it came out. Actually, it's funny because you mentioned that you didn't start for a couple of weeks. We kind of had something similar happen. Because when I bought the game, I decided it was a good idea to buy it from Kmart. Why Kmart? Oh, no. They had a deal that was too hard to refuse. They had the blue light special. Exactly. They had a blue light special where I could save 20 bucks on my copy of the game. So I was like, okay, I'm in. 40 bucks, not bad. And I didn't really know if it was going to be a game that I really enjoyed. I was literally, actually, waiting for the next Call of Duty game to come out. And we were kind of waiting for that big Call of Duty release, which was kind of disappointing, but that's a whole nother story. We actually liked Ghosts. A lot of people say that that was, they didn't like that Call of Duty, but we, we, we liked Ghosts a lot yeah. and everything. But And I convinced Shadow Price that, you know what? We played Halo Reach. We played a lot of Halo. Let's give Bungie mm-hmm. a chance. Let's see what they come out with. We played the beta. We loved it. We bought the game. My copy of Destiny didn't arrive until like a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. So rip the dream on my <laughs> week one Thanks, Blue Light Special. Um, but that's what I get for trying to save 20 bucks, right? Lesson learned. Yeah, that's what you get. Um, that's what I get. So (laughs) we started a little bit late, but we've been playing ever since we 
purchased every expansion, every collector's edition, except for Shadow Cape. Rip the dream on that. <laughs> Thanks, Bungie. Yeah, the, those sold out quick. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and if you try to go on eBay, people are literally selling them for like four or $500. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sell my graphics card so I can get collector's you know, edition. Sorry. That's not happening. <laughs> so... <laughs> Needless to say, here we are, five years later, still playing Destiny, and we have some cool things happening in the game that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. So, so Dan, why podcasting? Like, what got you into podcasting to begin with? Uh, I, I, so, like I said, I, I listened to, or I work at, I worked at a library in which I had a lot of like free time off on my own desk, and I uh, I just started listening to podcasts all the time, and uh, so like started out with like the comedy ones, and then moved on to like the informational ones. Like the comedy ones would be like, uh, how did this get made? Um, like then that would go into uh, Welcome to Night Vale, and. Uh, when the informational ones were more like lore and stuff like that. And then, uh, once I started playing destiny, I started listening to uh, guardian radio and that was, that was the one that I would listen to every week about destiny. And that's how I found out about Broman. And that's how I found out about streaming and like that, like all these things could just kind of like cascaded onto one another. Um, and when, I don't know, like I, always thought that it would be fun to do a podcast or like to, to be a host on a podcast when you're, uh, I always think that it's not, it's not too far of a stretch from playing music or being the front man of a band or anything like that. You, you still have to keep things entertaining and moving along or else you're not doing your job. <laughs> and I like, I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And Destiny, when Destiny Tracker was looking to start a content team, um, they were like kind of putting, uh, I got asked by, I got told by one of the dads of Destiny. I got, I got told that they were putting out like a call for, um, for talent and I jumped in and yeah. So that's, that's why podcasting. I just, I like being entertaining. I like to try to be at least. That's that's really awesome. <clears throat> yeah. We actually have a pretty similar podcasting experience too. Cool. What were what were some of your guys? I listened to Guardian Radio myself, mm-hmm. actually. Um, before I did that, before I listened to any Destiny podcasts, I did. I kind of went the same route. I listened to sports podcasts. Yeah. And then I went on and listened to, like, um, music. Like, I watched a lot of music. Like, mm-hmm. people who, like, did music reviews on, like, all, all sorts of equipment. And yeah, things yeah. Like that. I watched a bunch of that stuff. And then, like... Then I went on and yeah, comedy. I watched comedy, kind of funny. I was listening to like kind of funny, yeah, like a lot and everything. And then that's when I transitioned um, over. Well, I was listening to both kind of funny, and then I was when I was playing Destiny. Mm-hmm. Then I would listen to some Destiny podcasts as well. 
and then watch the raids raids like Broman and you know Goth yeah. do raids the world's firsts and things like that like uh, Crota and Vog and all those others mm-hmm. and everything and yeah then it just all went the rounds listening to Planet Destiny listening to Guardian Radio yeah. um you know and now listening to DCP and <laughs> you know it's like yeah so yeah. kind kind of a similar route my job allows me to also listen to podcasts yeah because it's just super like you know redundant i'm inputting data Mm -hmm. you know basically all day so i can just have the podcast on and everything you know while i'm doing that since i since i've been doing like since since planet destiny i don't listen to a lot of destiny podcasts anymore i actually just like started just was like i i know i'm i'm immersed in the news i know the news and uh, I, there's a lot of really talented people out there who can break it down very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want to regurgitate a lot of stuff that I hear. So, like, in in my off time, like, yeah. I've, I've, the podcasts that I choose to listen to now are, like, like I listen to a lot of last podcasts on the left. Um, there's a show called Best Show, which is huge. I love that one. Um there was one last summer that I got, I really got into REM because of it. It was called, are you talking REM RE me? And, um, it, they just went through all the albums and kind of broke it down and what they would change about them. It, it was pretty fun and funny. And, uh, whenever they update, I, I try to listen to that as well. I, I just try to make sure I, I, that I'm intaking stuff and not just constantly have destiny on. Cause I, you don't want to burn out on the thing that you love, right? Right. No, that that's 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 really true. Like I um, I listen to a lot of Nintendo like uh, yeah. YouTubers too as well because I'm I'm a big Nintendo fan. Like um, I you know that was my second console after like yeah I had an Atari. Well, my dad had an Atari, like seventy eight hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything growing up. So always uh we've always had consoles in the house and like so i'm a lifelong nintendo fan that's awesome like i feel like i skipped the wii u though i didn't get the wii u just like tons (laughs) of other people didn't get a wii u but i do have a switch (laughs) i do have a switch because it's awesome i love my switch um so i i i think nintendo is fascinating as a company too yeah like they're you know they they like to do things differently, you know from from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. I can definitely uh, relate to that myself because I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I've been playing Nintendo games since I was really little. You know, since I was a kid, like playing on the Super Nintendo and the original no- Nintendo, and Game Boy. So uh, it's it's pretty fun getting a chance to play all these games from the past and all the remakes and all these new games that are coming out. Um, So it's, it's been a really fun year so far with destiny, with Nintendo games and uh, just gaming in general. There's been some big moves in gaming in general this year. Lots of controversy too this year. 2019 (laughs) will be remembered for a long time. Maybe not so much for the games that were released, but the stories for, yeah, for 
the the stuff mm-hmm. that is uh the stuff that's coming out next year and the, those announcements so it'll it'll be interesting yeah and yeah and it's going to be really cool to see how destiny develops over the next year because bungie is now in control of everything if we blame anybody for any issues we have to blame bungie can't blame activision anymore so bungie is going to have some really interesting challenges in my opinion because they have to sell the mass market on buying the next destiny when quite a lot of this game is now free there's so much they're giving away now that you know if you only have a limited budget to buy video games you're gonna have to ask yourself am i getting enough with destiny or is there another game that might be coming out let's say cyberpunk or whatever it may be that can compete so it's gonna be really interesting to see how bungie is able to uh succeed in that marketplace the the thing that i keep thinking about is like because because of the way that like destiny 2 launched like Destiny 2 launched as, like, a traditional game, right? It, it, it was backed by a major publisher. It was released um, with, a, with a roadmap. A traditional live game, I guess I should say. I, is, there, is that even a thing in this day and age? But anyways. Um, but now they're taking more of, like, a Warframe model. And I, I wonder if down the road for the, like the next console generation, if we see like a destiny three or an add on to destiny two, um, I can, I, I think destiny is just, is really worth the bang for your buck in a lot of ways right now, especially with it going free to play and shadow keep is shadow keep in my estimation has been a pretty, pretty excellent expansion overall. Um, and I don't know. I think I think that you'd be pretty safe diving in if, if they decide to go free to play for the continuation of Destiny down the road. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's they obviously this is their first effort on their own and everything. This is their first delivery as a sta- uh, standalone publisher and developer. Mm-hmm. So if this is their first effort, I feel like it's going to get even better, you know? Yeah. Like as they are able to, you know, build up the uh, different systems and things that they're because we know they're working on a new engine. They have to be, you know, we're, we're, we're going into the new generation next year and everything. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to phase out the old consoles pretty soon because I, they obviously, as they said, they can't continue to support Destiny on it. Uh, eventually, it's like bursting out of the seams. They have to delete stuff in the game, like to you know support it going forward. Right. Like things have to be removed. Things are just you know they come in and they're going to go away because the game just can't sustain itself, mm-hmm. you know, infinitely and everything. Which which I kind of enjoy. It creates like a you had to be there kind of moment in right. time for it going forward at least. Um, yeah, just like if Sparrow Racing came back right. and things like that, you know, it's something that could come back for like a few weeks. Yeah, you know, just as an event. So it's but it, it also I, gives it the yeah. feeling of being live and changing and evolving as well. It, in my opinion. 
Right, right. Yeah, that that's the that's what Luke Smith tried to hammer at home, hammer home a single evolving world. Like those are the words he used. He wants the game to feel very um, vibrant, and you know things are going to change because the world is changing mm-hmm. in the game. You know, uh, you know, we see those cryptic messages we got we saw from DMG when um, the bagel guy like defeated yeah. the shattered throne solo at nine 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 light and everything. So yeah, or nine 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 power. And then all these cryptic messages came out from uh, DMG saying like his he's like he doesn't know what happened like kind of like his account was possessed and taken over by Sabathun <laughs> and everything you know stuff like that is really cool yeah you know yeah I I think and if the, yeah yeah I think if you're getting into it now I think I think if you're getting into it now it's a really good buy for your buck and if if they're to continue this into other iterations, which I think would be a smart move. Um, they, uh, I think they'll be really successful, but we've still got some time before they even announce anything like that. So, yeah, you know, and it's like, there's going to be like, you know, ebbs and flows with the, how the game goes, you know, there's going to be, you know, times where a lot of people are playing, then there's going to be some droughts here and there that that's going to happen, you know, yeah, but it's when if Bungie is creating an interesting enough environment and, you know, the things that they're doing, you know, they're continuously updating the game and giving us new weapons. Like once they get to that point, we're going to see, you know, ho- hopefully that's going to be like the destiny that everybody wants, you know, mm-hmm. when, it, you know, when they get to that point and everything, you know, because it's, it's they kind of had to so to speak, start over in a way, you know, like this new light was just, you know, this free to play model of the game. You know, they've never had anything like that before. See, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. And I think that shadow keep is fun. It's not bad, but I do think there is a level of repetition within the game that exists that gets fatiguing, gets tiring you know, continuing to do the same activity over and over again. And we kind of see Bungie backtracking with the whole Pinnacle uh, rewards system. They're actually changing it to where now you get a plus two drop because it's not fun to play the same thing over and over and over and over again and not feel like you're progressing. And I think still within Destiny, it kind of feels that way. I think the world is vibrant I think it's a large, massive, beautiful world. But at the same time, when it comes to the rewards and the progression along the way, I think they still have a ways to go with that. And 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 they know that they they have actually admitted that that this uh, this power climb is a work in progress. They're still not happy with where it's at. Even Luke Smith said that in his um, director's cut, yeah. actually. And it's like, look you know. at Iron Banner. We have Iron Banner that came back. We have no new weapons to chase after they updated the armor they didn't update the weapons and it's like they're almost taking a half step forward they're doing some good things but they have to go that extra half a mile and it feels to me like Bungie just needs more time 
they're not able to keep up with the pace to allow you to have stuff to do each and every week so that from season to season it feels like you're getting fun experience it, it, it feels like it's getting there but they need more resources behind them to yeah. ramp up development and or- I think secretly they are actually they they're not saying every new hire that they're bringing on and everything you know but there are people who you know come out like they say hey I just got you know hired at Bungie and things like yeah. that there's you know you see some of those like mentions and things like that and I think you know they like they said they they want to stand on that corner they want this you know this is their game you know that this is the main game that you know they're that they're doing obviously they are doing some things behind the scenes because we do know about the new ip that they're working on you know that they said they want to have out in like what five years or something like that four or five years i think pete parsons when i went record to yeah. say they're, they're, they're you know, trying to de- produce more yeah. experiences outside of just destiny right because they want to be they want to be a renowned publisher and everything you know they 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 want to have more than just destiny and it's okay to you know to be a multi you know ip studio yeah i you know i think next season like, will be very telling with what their constant content structure is going forward um i under, I, right. I understand the the um some of the criticisms around some of the repetitive nature of, of these um events and things that, and parts of the game that we play. Vex Offensive, man, if I never have to step in there again, that would be awesome. But, like, <laughs> um, as far as see, seeing them deliver on what they're talking about, they're hitting it, like, out of the park right now. Um, it's, yeah. it, I, I wouldn't want them to overpromise and be not be able to deliver and under deliver. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so yeah. Well, I don't want them to be, be Anthem. So like, right. At the end, you of want the- them to, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, have a good vision and things like that. Yeah. But also like be willing to take chances as well. Yeah. You know, and the, there, like, there's things where it's like, yes, like we have major vendors that haven't had a refresh since destiny's two started we have yeah we have things like iron banner that have gotten an armor refresh because and i think that that was mainly because that was the focus of this season and where that they needed to put that focus in order to really show how armor 2.0 works and add to that pinnacle exactly um i think if we don't get if we don't get a full suite of new weapons every time think it's okay but we should get a full suite of new weapons occasionally yeah if i could pick bungie's brain for a minute um i think they wanted to deliver this armor 2.0 thing like you said and they wanted to take that over an iron banner because it was a pinnacle activity you know it's you know uh, so the weapons unfortunately they didn't make the cut this time because i think they just ran out of time and things like that you know they had just enough bandwidth to and also th- they were bringing in all these new players yeah. in it's too it's a matter of priority so, and with anything time is working against mm-hmm. you 
It's a matter right. of prioritizing the things that you feel are the most important, not only for you and your bottom line, but for the experience of, of the end user, right? And so right, to have the on, the bring on the onboarding process of all the new players and things like that. And they had to make sure that all those systems. They had to make sure cross save yeah. worked. They had to make sure, like right. there's a lot of different things that went in to this. And the game still broke the first day. Right. There's, everything. There's a lot you of know. different systems that go into it. Yeah. And and people are people, <laughs> and you just have to make the best thing that you, that you possibly can. And I know I said this before, I said this on last podcast, but sometimes you got to think like a developer, you know, you got to think like, what are their tasks every day? You know, what are the thousands of bugs they have to go through all the thousand, you know, the thousands of lines of code and find the bugs that are in that code in that code. I'm sure you that's know, things, some of it, but it's also ideation and implementing new, like coming up with new activities for some of the yeah. things that haven't shipped you know and new activities the new lore like on you know when they're writing the lore the the flavor text on the guns just the the art the art that goes into you know all the armor mm -hmm. the weapons the world you know and like like i said earlier i'm going in and i'm learning blender which is um which is a free 3d modeling software and I'm just kind of poking and prodding around it right now. I'm sure, like, eventually I'll be able to, like, whip something up pretty quick and get it out. But seeing, right. seeing like, just base model build and all that goes into it, I'm it, it takes time. And yeah, even like the I think we see both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see both sides. We see the criticism, but we also know... That Bungie, you know, they're trying to deliver content like to the best of their ability, you know, and they have a they have a roadmap. They have a schedule. They have they have deadlines and things that they're trying to meet right up. and things like that, you know, um, and things going to change and iterate all the time. You know, it's just that's that's the nature of the way the game's going to go. But, you know. What other what other game have the players had such a you know uh, influence over? Like you know, like somebody something's broken, the players say something, and then Bungie's going with the hotfix. You know, it's like it feels like they're faster to react to things too. Yes. So Dan, what would yeah. you say is your favorite raid in the Destiny franchise? We've had quite a few now. Uh, Wrath of Machines, really solid one. Um, That's I would also, Last Wish is, was a pretty fun ride. Um, I like Vault of Glass. It has a place in my heart nostalgia-wise, but at this point in the game, I think it's, it's pretty fair to say that it's far from their best, um, rating, rating experience. Um... I love that raid so much. I love <laughs> just I love the environment. I, I love the environment. I love it too. Venus is my favorite planet, so I love it too. Just, but it, like you look at you you look at at it as their like as their first outing, and it very much feels like it. There's a lot of earnest, and a, a lot of earnest like building in there. There's some pro some quick problem solving that you have to do. I, but and yeah. and the the amount of space that it takes. 
that it takes up. Yeah. What, how many how many encounters take place in that second room? Like like three, three? or four, yeah. I think. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. it's it like as a matter of size, like it's it's really impressive, and definitely feels yeah, like I first just ha- thing. Yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Yeah. I think that's that that's the speak what's speaking on you know mm-hmm. my behalf saying that I I love the raid. It's just the nostalgia. Like I remember that time in 2014. I remember how um, like captivated I was by it. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, you know. And I love the Destiny One raids. You know, it's just like, and I want them to try. I want I want them to iterate on the current raids. But I want to. I want to also have that feeling like I have felt in Destiny One for some of those raids. Like, don't get me wrong. I really do like this new raid and everything. I love the environment. I think the environment is incredible. Yeah. Everything for it. I. Uh, um, oh, go ahead. Um, yeah. Like, f- for me, it's it was like with with Wrath the Machine. I think I honestly think Wrath of the Machine might be my favorite. Like that's I think that's the most fun raid. Yeah. Like that that, that raid is so fun. You're doing so many different things on it. Like you when you have to rebuild the the engine yeah. and things like that. And it feels like you an know, action. You're carrying on the parts. It's, it just feels actiony yeah. the entire way through and there's mid-boss encounters. Um there's there's puzzles but great pacing yeah, in that it's, raid. Yeah. It's 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 really well yeah. paced and it shows like it shows growth from the team, right? And yeah. Last Wish, uh, Last Wish is more puzzly and less encounter driven, but I I love the hell out of that that raid. I think that it's that's probably my number 2 overall. Yeah. Yeah, Wrath is is such a great raid. Like it just visually too, that raid is very very pretty raid mm-hmm. when you go down into that um that chamber and everything yeah. you're going down those steps and you just those those hues of red like all reds and reds and blacks and and you run through the server room and everything with all the like that's so cool that raid is so awesome yeah, yeah. it's yeah, beautiful i think, and I then think vault of glass would the puzzles be my too. favorite i think the first raid is the most special to me and also mm-hmm. When you think about the drops and the rewards that you get in Vault of Glass, I don't think any raid that has come out after could even touch it. Um, I think they need to get better with so, the rewards. Yeah, I, I think, think that's they, a big, they need big work. <laughs> with it. I think the rewards yeah. haven't really felt special in a really long time in the raids where you know, you're less inclined to play. Again, the reward system itself is still very much not there. I think we have some interesting quest lines but uh, beyond that, I think that they have a long ways to go um, to give us weapons like the Fatebringer, the Vault of, uh, the, of Exmythoclast, uh, Praetorian Foil. I mean, these are all weapons that felt so special in the game that we haven't really gotten anything close to that. So I, I hope they're able to bring some of that excitement back in future releases. And I hope that the raids that we're getting in the game isn't just a once a year thing because that would kind of be a bummer. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard balance for them when it comes to the raids because there's still a large population of people that don't play the raids and everything. And 
I know the hardcores do, and you know there's still a, you know, a silent majority that that do too. But there's still a good good population that doesn't, you know. And it'd be nice if they found a way to make the raids feel more inclusive, like maybe have like an easy raid difficulty or something, just to to get people in there and everything. Isn't that what know. dungeons are? A little bit though, like it, a like, bit, just yeah. like a snap, like a snapshot of encounters that you, and mechanics that you might experience in a raid, and to kind of get your confidence up that maybe one day you can get into a six-man squad and do that. Right. Even the Vex Offensive and Menagerie, you know, they're six-man activities. You know, the Vex Offensive takes place in the place where the raid is, so. It almost seems like they they were trying to do that as well. Maybe, you know, get people in there, and then maybe they would get to the point like, okay, maybe I could, maybe I'll try this raid yeah. well, and everything. And if you think about it, the you know? matchmaking system they created for the raid with the Sherpa system, it's kind of designed for new players to be introduced into the raid environment without having to have that. Experience. Does it work though? Yeah, not not that well. But it was not the greatest. <laughs> well, now I wonder what it's like now. Um, when when it first started, like my clan would run those weekly and we would try to help out people. And we met like a lot of really good people because of it. And sure, sometimes there was like you'd run into the thing where maybe they didn't speak the same language as you and they'd quickly back out or like you'd have somebody that was an asshole. But <laughs> outside of that, like. Well, you have that every raid. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Well, it's, so. it, if you're LFGing, yeah. But I don't know with yeah with like with that system. I can see the promise in that system, and I could see what they were really going for with it. It did mm. fall short, but there was. I mean, there was something to it because it did bring me closer to my friends and my community. And also branched us out and brought other people in. So I can see what they were trying to do. I don't know how I don't know how it works now because I haven't done it since probably uh, Eater of Worlds. But yeah, maybe they're maybe they're thinking another system up. Possibly maybe they're, maybe they're trying to you know work on that one. Work on the you know the what is it even called? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, if they're not, um, then that's fine too because there's other stuff that they could be working on than focusing on that matchmaking system. You know? Yeah. Like uh, trials, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play trials in uh, Destiny at all? Uh, I have gone to the lighthouse and to the pony show once in each game, and. Um, that hmm. the first time was with my buddy Pubin, who was also part of the Destiny Tracker uh, team. He was he was an excellent PvP player, and he and um, its pro Penguin helped me get my my clear. Nice. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, like That's cool. once once we got in there, uh, I was never really a PvP guy. I'm still not really, but I'm, I feel like I'm getting better. Um, so. That was. I feel like more weapons have a chance. Like now, I, hand cannons aren't as good as they used to be. Like you're seeing a lot more like scouts yeah. 
you're seeing a lot more autos and you're seeing pulses. Yeah. Like I feel like for like primaries. I'm I and I went to Fabled Solo this season, which is something that I didn't yeah. think I'd be able to do thanks to their new matchmaking system. I, I was lo- able to do that. Yeah, I lo- I love the solo queue. I love the I love the solo comp and everything. Like I'm I'm at like 3000 something glory myself mm-hmm. and everything. And um so Yeah, it was a yeah. good system and like um I it made me feel more confident in my in my powers and my prowess. Now, Iron Banner the next week has se- severely like struck struck me down, but mm. outside of that, um, like it's, I I feel like it is more of a level playing field that the skill gap isn't that high in Destiny 2's PvP yeah. as maybe it was in in Destiny One, but you know I could be wrong about that too. Yeah, I mean they're still working on it. Like they, it's definitely a work in progress. Like they said it themselves, they had to rebuild the foundation. Yeah, uh, uh, it was crucible. So, you know, hopefully they'll make more strides in next season to you know it being even better. Yeah, for people. Sorry to get off on the crucible <laughs> tangent. No, I know we went from raid to crucible. You know, so it's. <laughs> So on that note, Dan, what do you do when you're not playing Destiny? I know you mentioned you were uh, a librarian. Yeah, um, library. Uh, I uh, yeah, I'm basically a librarian. I'm a librarian and assistant. Uh, to be a librarian, you have to like go get a master's in that, and that's in a world of Google. I don't see the, <laughs> the use of it, but like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I I do that in my in my work time. Um I uh for the most part like in my off hours I'm usually like investigating something, like trying to see if like this new editing, if I can do this new editing trick or if I can model this or if I can write this song or if I can have dinner with my girlfriend Jenny, which is probably number one priority and i'm ashamed that i didn't say that first um and like all all sorts it's it's just in my off time i have no time (laughs) there's not really any so yeah it's it's hard sometimes to like you know just stop and from everything you're doing because then you feel like oh i'm not getting this done right you know and it's like yeah. not focusing on the things that maybe mean something a little bit more but right yeah when i'm not when i'm not playing destiny it's it's that sometimes like occasionally when i'm edit, editing i'll play another game um i've been playing like borderlands 3 recently uh outer worlds has been pretty fun i was just about to say outer worlds yeah, yeah. i've gotten three hours into it i want to i want to go back and play some more because i i am enjoying what i'm playing so far yeah, I'm about six or seven in now and then uh and that it's really it's really fun, uh, and then there's a game called Void Bastards that came out earlier this year. That's so good. It's like I heard about that. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. The loop is is very satisfying. Um, it's like a roguelike first person shooter, comic booky style. You're in. Nice. You're a. It, it's easy to pick up and put down, and you you don't lose anything, right? Like it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably it's probably my game of the year. Like if I if I had to sit down and, and talk about game of the year, that would be it. 
Do you have Game Pass? Yeah, I do have Game Pass. I, I, I yep, that's how I'm playing Outer yeah. Worlds. Game Microsoft Pass. is making a lot of interesting and awesome bets for the next generation, and it's it'll be interesting to see how much of those pay out. And that's that's one for this generation that I think like makes it the best deal console wise. It gives me the best faith in their product for the next generation. Yeah, they're trying to build that install base. Yeah. They're they're giving it at a price that everyone can 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 afford as you know, like so it's they're trying to get all those people on board and then when they are in and they have a chance to you know, if they do go buy the Scarlet yeah. or they just they're totally like you know in on the X Cloud, you know, thing. And yeah. So yeah, Xbox um, is taking some really bold steps. I think they learned a lot from the original Xbox launch. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're more open and a more willing company to work with others. I mean, we can see how many titles went from Xbox to the Nintendo Switch. And I think it's going to continue happening. Xbox is a platform yeah, a handful of them. that Microsoft ultimately wants for everyone to use from sony's playstation to nintendo they want for it to be an open ecosystem and we're seeing that more and more and i'm really curious to see where gaming goes in five ten years like are we going to see a halo game maybe on the sony platform or maybe on the nintendo platform and i think now more than ever that's starting to become a possible thing whereas before Mm -hmm you would never expect for these kind of partnerships to take place. Yeah. During, during the console wars, like it's, it's like, no, my console's better than yours back in the, like in the nineties and things like that, you know, it's like, <laughs> but yeah, barriers have broken down and, and allowed, you know, a lot of this to happen now. We, we briefly touched on game of the year. It's November where pretty much less than two months away from finding out what is game of the year. Most of the games have come out by now, with the exception of a few. We have the new Pokemon game that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Death Stranding coming out tomorrow, and I'm sure Shadow <laughs> Price will have some thoughts and opinions on that one. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, we're not done yet with the year, but we can kind of get an idea for the game of the year contenders we mentioned outer worlds uh i know resident evil 2 came out earlier in the year which is a great remake and then we have a lot of nintendo titles like fire emblem um three houses yeah we have astral chain we have luigi's mansion 3 pokemon's coming out so we have a lot of games that are going to be competing for that prestigious game of the year if you were to make bets what would you guys say will win game of the year this year? Oh man, this is this is a tough one. Void bastards. Because hands I mean, down. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's there's there's been good games this year, but there's been no Breath of the Wilds this year. There's been there's been no like Red Dead Redemptions twos this year. No God of Wars. Um but I guess out of the games I've played, like if if they were counting, weren't if they said remakes were fine, I would have to give it to Resident Evil Two remake and everything. 
for me. I thought that that was an exceptional, exceptional remake. Like I enjoyed myself in that game. Had a lot of fun playing it. Like not just I played it on my PC too, so it was it was great. Like it looked beautiful, ran beautiful. Like it it was just it was really 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 good remake that they did. What did you like the most um, about it? Uh, I just liked the, I liked how they took the story from, you know, the old Resident Evil 2 and adapted it to the current times and everything. And I just, I just liked that they, they added new elements, you know, in the story that made it interesting. And I guess that's what I liked the most about it because that's what I liked the most about it back then too. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play through that game, but uh, it's definitely on my list of games to play. Um, I think if I were to guess, game of the year this year, Pokemon has a chance, I think, because Pokemon is just a huge franchise. It's not out yet, so we'll have to wait and see what they're able to deliver, but from everything that I'm hearing about it, it's going to be a pretty big game. Outer Worlds has a chance. Death Stranding, maybe. But it's going to be really interesting because um, Hideo Kojima is friends with Jeff Keighley, who is the organizer of the Game Awards every year. And who is actually so, in the game, and too. And he's in the game. So there would be somewhat of a conflict of interest for that game to be nominated. But at the same time, I think that it wouldn't be fair to automatically disqualify it just because of that relationship. It would be super awkward, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine... Like, talk about the most divisive game of the generation. <laughs> and that game's been like, pretty controversial. Um, there's some mixed yeah. feelings about Death Stranding. I know there were a lot of expectations for it when it first was announced. And... I don't know if it fully lived up to it. I haven't played it yet, but I, I'm hearing mixed things. Some people really love it. Some people, not so much. Yeah. I I have so many things to say about this game. But I, you know, I have to reserve somewhat judgment because I have not played it yet. So I can only go by what I've heard. Yeah. And what I've seen from reviews about different outlets and things like that. But what are the reviewers like doing with this game? Like you got one guy's like saying that the game is boring, but oh, 10 out of 10. And then you got like sites like IGN, like, you know, actually given a straight up review and what they thought of the game gives it a 6.8. You know, well, I mean, when you're, when you're looking at a piece, like for playability, personal. Let me let me say this up front. I'm not going to get that game day of. I'll probably get that game in seven months when it's on sale because I do want to experience it myself. But I'm not rushing. I'm not chomping at the bit to to go play right. it or watch it. Um, I think it's one of those things where, like, yeah, it could be, it could be one of those things where. They gave Kojima a bunch of money, and he made the game within those parameters. 
from what I'm told, it's not like Konami money, you know. It's no, it's it's, it's Sony, Sony money. money. It's, it's Sony, it, and they and it's they kind of knew who they were dealing with, and maybe they gave them like, maybe they he kind of got free reign. Well, basically, they get, I don't, I don't, I think they actually like trimmed trimmed it down a little bit. <laughs> they actually held the purse tr strings a little bit tighter, but um, and mm. and that was kind of the, some of the limitation that he had to deal with, and I mean, I don't, I don't know what this game is. I, it, I'm sure on a developer front, I'm sure on a developer front, it's it's probably pretty liberating because like some of the stuff that I've heard is in that game. I I wouldn't have put it in a game, but that's me. I'm armchair developer over here. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Are you a Kojima guy? Um, Do you like Kojima? I like I like Metal Gear, Gear Solid One. <laughs> that's that's, the only that's one my favorite game. That's my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid like, one. So he makes interesting movies yeah. that act like video games. Right. That and that's what drew me in to like Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Like the, here's this game that was an original like MSX game and ported to the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it's like, you know, it's 8-bit style, you know, it's just like not too much of a story, but they had the back and forth between, you know, Snake and the Colonel and everything like yeah. that. You know, there there was an embedded story in there. The premise was amazing, was cool. But when it when they brought came out with it on, you know, the PlayStation, original PlayStation, Metal Gear Solid, and you saw that story, you know, just like it was that's what captivated me. And I was immediately like drawn to his games and I played and I Metal Gear Solid 2 Metal Gear Solid 3 love Metal Gear Solid 4 a great game awesome game um but and it's like I and I'm a Kojima a guy I'm a Kojima guy I you know I do like his games you know like I said Metal Gear Solid is my favorite game of all time so it pains me to think that you know what this game actually is it's like some of the things you're doing in it, it doesn't seem fun. It doesn't seem fun to, like, just walk around aimlessly for hours, like, delivering stuff and things like that. Now, again, like I said, this is just a hot take. I don't have, you know, I haven't played the game, so I'm just, you know, this is just off the cuff, kind of like, you know, it's like, I... You know, I, I'm sure there's a many redeemable qualities about the game. I'm sure the story, I heard it gets really good, you know, but it doesn't get good for like 20 to 30 hours from what I'm hearing. So how much are you willing to endure before you get to the good? I mean, if it's 20 bucks, uh, 20 bucks goes a long way. <laughs> In seven months, no, it should you're, be. You're right. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how much time you're willing to like put into it? Because what what if you're not having fun? You you get into ten hours and playing the game, and you're like, this is not fun. I'm not having fun. I don't want to play Shadow, this game. Let me anymore. give you an example. You in the first week of Shadowkeep, I can definitely tell there were times when, as you're trying to climb up that light level, there was fatigue. It's getting boring. You can't tell me that playing the same thing to level up was a fun 
journey long. But when you have good gameplay, they do gameplay have like helps gameplay. out. In fact, Destiny has the best shooting mechanics of any game. And so I mean, but what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing from Death Stranding, like some of that gameplay just ooh, it it scares me a little because it just like is this like what you're doing for most of the game? <laughs> like before like you get to finally you get to some parts of the game where it, it seems interesting and it's obviously there's a lot of cutscenes in the game and there's a lot of story in the game um so it's like like i said how long is it going to take to before you get to those redeemable qualities of the game you know like and everybody's different everybody like you know plays games differently and everybody's going to have a different interpretation and that's kind of like how the reviews are going like everybody has a different take on this game you know people who've played it that's why i say it's like the most divisive game like of this generation <laughs> because a lot of people think that you know it's also kojima saying f you to konami basically like you know it's like i'm making what i want to make now i'm you know pretty much i'm not being hindered in any way or anything like that um I'm able to actually finish the game, even though I think this time gave me more time in the oven. I'm not going to lie. Like, what is that quote about me that Miyamoto says? Like, a delayed game can it has the potential to be good, really good, but, a, you know, a rush game, like, you know, could be bad as bad forever or something like that. I know it's those aren't the exact words, but... um. I don't know. I, I, I think I think uh, uh, Kojima should have took a little bit more time on this. But again, hot takes. I haven't yeah, played the game. I, I so. haven't played the game. Some of the videos of gameplay that I've watched looks kind of cool. I think it looks like a fun game. I, I haven't played it. I'm almost secretly right. I'm I'm secretly hoping that there's like a whole nother world to this game that everybody else missed and just didn't catch um and i think hideo kojima he does a really awesome job with games he is a mastermind when it comes to game development and game design so i i want to play the game for myself before i reserve any kind of judgment i think that it could certainly be that the game is not amazing but you know, IGN gave the game, what, 6.8? When Destiny first came out, the reviews were not that great. You know, but it's a game that I really loved. And if I judged my opinion... It got 0.2 points higher. It got a 7.0, I think, from yeah. IGN. So if I, if um, I pass judgment good. based on what everyone else is saying and what the reviews are saying, I feel like it... it it hinders my ability to experience the game myself. And I, I think that being a fan of Kojima games, I'm, I'm curious to play it. I think it looks good enough. Um, it's going to be a PC game for me. I don't see myself playing the game on PS4. But at the same time, I'm kind of a frame snob in a way. Like, I like to play games in high frames. I've been spoiled by it. Ever since I built my computer, I've been playing Destiny in 100 plus frames. So I'm 
used to that kind of gameplay. So when the game comes out on PC, same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2. I want to play it, but console limits that experience for me, right? Are you going to stay clear of spoilers or try to? Um, <laughs> I don't really care about that so much, honestly, because... You don't care if the game gets spoiled for no, you? No, because here's the thing. If I'm not actively looking for spoilers, I think I can fairly certainly stay away from them. But... If I'm looking mm. to get anything spoiled, you can look it up pretty easily. Google is available for everybody in the world. Well, unless you're in China, but that's a whole other topic. Um, so I think that it's, it's one of those things where I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay to play the game and experience the game for myself because I think there's a lot to experience there um for a full price probably not but when it's on sale i'll pick it up maybe black friday or next black friday of next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah give yourself that time <laughs> yeah plus dude i have so many games yeah. i'm i have such a huge backlog of games i just picked up I know. I, <coughs> Luigi's Mansion. Bloodstained. I just picked up Bloodstained. Just picked up Luigi's Mansion 3. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's been a lot um, in terms of uh, video games. Um, Dan, so what consoles do you have? Are you primarily on PC or PS4? So, um, my friends list is on PS4 for the most part. Um, when, I, when Destiny 2 launched, I was like, oh, this would be like Destiny 1 and I'll be able to play on on PlayStation and on Xbox and uh, that wasn't the case. <laughs> so I have PlayStation, I have mm. Xbox and I have PC. Uh, thanks to cross save. I'm able to play on all three with all my different friend groups. Um, and yeah, that's a uh, primarily, primarily though, like my friend, my friend group comes from the P the PlayStation side, but um, like I, I've got buds like Nate Fu. Uh, and Ian the deer over on Xbox side too, so that dad cab as well. So yeah, it's hard to mm -hmm. go back to the consoles well, after playing Destiny like on PC. Well, it's one of those things where and now that now that I can play it anywhere, I'm actually doing it. Like I have it on all three platforms. Um, I have like I have the season pass on one, so that'll migrate to the other two, and like I can I can keep up with all my desperate my 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 separate friend groups, and actually like my, my community, a majority of them are still on console too, and so in order to play with them, consoles kind of like here to stay like in my streams, so um, it's not that. I don't find it to be that big of a difference. I know some people get are like, oh, it feels like mud when they like when they head over. It just feels slow a it, lot of times, like especially on Xbox. I yeah. mean, I was playing I was actually playing PvP and actually doing really well on Xbox because I have the advantage of playing on PC and just that faster everything, mm -hmm. everything faster. So even though I'm slower on the Xbox, I my reaction time yeah. is still like it, fast. It feels enough. like you're training with weights on, right? Like with yeah, ankle yeah. weights on. And then like you go, you go into the Xbox and you're like, 
oh man, I'm flying. This is great. I'm having a good time. Right. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it felt, you know, because I was I was playing some Iron Banner and I was playing some Momentum Control on Xbox, you know, uh, just the other day. Um, so yeah, when I get a chance, when I try to, I, I you know, if if I got buds playing and things like that, yeah, I try to make time to do that. Among all the other games mm-hmm. that I have, <laughs> yeah, we do have a pretty obnoxious amount of video games. So it's going to take some time to go through them, but uh, exciting, exciting year ahead, and next year is going to be really exciting too, to finally get a chance to see what Destiny will become next fall, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of exciting trailers and docs and announcements from Bungie in the year to come. And a last question, Dan, before we wrap up our discussion with the Guardians... Um, what's some, what is some important advice that you can share with up and coming content creators who are looking to break into things like podcasting, things like streaming and creating content and video games? I think the two biggest things when you're starting out, don't overspend and don't over, don't overextend, um, when you're, I, when you first start out, when I first started out, I started with a PlayStation, a PlayStation, PlayStation camera that captured the video and the audio, uh, for my streams. And that was, that was it pretty much. And I, I set it up in my room, uh, much to Jenny's chagrin because it would, it was aimed like right at the bed. Uh, and that's that's how I started playing. And then eventually that grew into, okay, well, I'm going to get a Blue Yeti mic. And then I'm going to get a green screen. And then I'm going to set that up in another room that isn't our bedroom because it's an invasion of privacy for Jenny. And then, like, now it's I have a PC that I run everything through. I have multiple consoles. Switches, different, like, like I have an HDMI switcher. switcher. I have an audio stripper that pushes this the... HDMI signal through that so it separate separates into it's it's a whole thing. I've got lights. Don't overspend right away. Do it for like I that was like a year and a half before I got all the pieces together that is my rig now. If you if you take your time and you build your community, if you focus on community rather than maybe quality right at the start and gradually get better, like feed, feed your money into it gradually as you start to like it more. I think that you'll, you're much better off. Um, and don't overextend. Don't sacrifice the time that you could be spending with loved ones or like right out the, right off the gate to like, try to make it, you know? And, that's some that's something that I've had to learn over time and it's something that I should have known from like being in bands that like and maybe this is a jaded view I don't know but when you're looking at those that quote unquote make it and what they have to sacrifice in their life 
look at yourself and ask and ask yourself whether that's something that you, if you're willing to give up as much as they've given up in order to fulfill that dream in order to make this a thing and ask yourself some really hard questions before diving in. I yeah, think, really I think, powerful. yeah, I think everybody should, should dive in. I, I think everybody should chase it. If they want to make stuff, do it, but you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and not trying to do it for like money or power or fame or whatever. Just do it because you enjoy it first and see where that takes you. That's some really great advice. Those are good, like, words of wisdom. Yeah. Definitely. Very well, very well said. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. to get wrapped up with things and to Mm -hmm. see your favorite content creator and say, hey, I want this, you know, I want this fame or, or whatever. But it's it's a process. It's a journey to get there, you know. And mm-hmm. it's about finding who you are as a content creator and what makes you different and special. And in what ways can you allow for your personality to be different, to shine through? So, right. I and a, a big part of it is like what what I've found in my time doing it. I've I've been doing this for three years. And I find myself, I'm, I'm, I'm a renaissance man of sorts. Like I'm editing video, I'm editing audio, I'm trying to learn Blender, I'm streaming, I'm, I've learned like basically how to broadcast from my computer. You do, you do all these different things, right? And it's all about, for me right now, it's about figuring out how these disparate pieces fit together in this thing that I'm doing and what, which pieces maybe are an odd fit and I have to either choose to finagle them in or toss them out. And that's like, that's everybody's life, right? You have to figure out what fits in your day to day and what's important to you. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, kind of like sanding down the sharp edges and things like that that have to, you know, need more work than others. But, you know, it's like, and just have so many, you know, it's also just gaining knowledge too, actually, Mm -hmm. as well. You know, it's a very powerful thing, you know, to have because it's also very marketable in in a way too. And yeah, it's just, do what you can with the time that you have and make sure that it's good. I like that. Yeah. So, Dan, on that note, 2020 is just right around the corner and it's going to be another exciting year. What's what's next for you? Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I I'm just right now, as I say, I'm going to be at Guardian or GCX next year. That is a thing that is a guarantee. Um, I have several different projects that I'd like to work on and and get out there. Like I'd like to start recording music again and get get it like an EP out or something. But who knows when that's going to be? Um, and 
I don't know. I just I just want to keep making good work. That's it. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely make sure to keep looking out for your content and uh, we'll be sharing your podcast and all of your social links in the show notes of this episode. And um, yeah, it's it's been a really awesome experience getting a chance to learn a little bit more about you and what you do and to get your thoughts on a variety of different things. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it's I been think, fun so far. Yeah. And I think on that note... It's a good segue to talk about some activities that are happening in Destiny this week. We have Festival of the Lost. The Season of the Undying continues with a new dungeon. And we're going to talk about those things. And we'll talk a little bit about microtransactions. Because there are some people in this uh, community who feel that Bungie might be going a little bit too far with the microtransactions, and uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But before we do, let's talk about Festival of the Lost. Of course, it is the annual Halloween activity that takes place in the world of Destiny 2. And have you guys been playing much of the new Festival of the Lost this week? I played it a lot the first week. I didn't. I haven't really had a chance to play a lot this week. I've just been really busy with a lot of things that I've been trying to take care of. Um, holiday time, so you know I gotta get my Christmas shopping done. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been like kind of, you know, while I was actually playing it last week. Yeah, I was playing festival last week, and I got all the masks and. I got well. I got all the masks to get the weapon. The what is it? The werewolf. The Braytech werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. Because I wanted to get that. Um, just to see how it was. And you know, it's it's all right. It's not great. It's not. It doesn't hold a candle to my reckless oracle <laughs> that I like <laughs> a lot more. Um, <clears throat> but I've been enjoying like some of the sites and things like that. I saw that they put more stuff in the haunted forest, more decorations, more trees and pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns and things like that. Um, they even decorated the tower like really, really well. I felt like this year was like next level, like, uh, decorations, uh, for festival. So, and, uh, the dungeon, I've had a chance to go in there, but I have not beat it yet. I've just done the first encounter. I haven't even finished the first encounter. I kind of went in solo just to kind of see how I could do. I almost beat the first encounter by myself, but I died on the last mini boss that I had to beat. And then I I tried a few times and I was like, all right, well, this ain't happening tonight. But I do enjoy it. What I've played so far and what I've seen, it looks really cool. Like, I really like the environment that they built for it. Um. So, so far, I mean, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I mean, uh, just haven't had a lot of time to play this week. Um, I don't feel like I have to play it every day though. You know, it's something like when I have the time, I can, you know, jump it like this weekend, I'll probably at some point, either Friday or Sunday, I have a three day weekend because of uh, veterans day. So I, you know, I'll have some t- point in time to hopefully jump in and try to, 
take it on and beat it. Yeah, I think um, for me, I haven't had a chance to play too much this time around. Um, but I do intend on getting the auto rifle just to have it. You know, I'm a collector when it comes to Destiny. So for me, I like to kind of get everything done in the game that I can. Um, as long as it's not like extremely grindy. You know, like Shadow Title, that's really grindy. I'm still working on that, but we'll get there. Um, so I, I, I like the decorations this year. I wish we had more rewards than an auto rifle. Um, but yeah. I guess it's better than nothing. Um, but looking at other games and how they do like different holiday events, it feels like Bungie can or rather should do more. Um, I don't know if they can or not. Maybe they're limited with their staff or what they're able to deliver because they do have a roadmap. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's okay if you've played previous Festival of the Lost. I don't know if there's a whole lot this time around because, like, if you have the auto rifle from last year, I don't know if it's that much different from this year's. I mean, it's cool looking. It's really cool looking. It's, um, you know, because it, it, it's a model based on the Braytech Winterwolf, um, which is, uh, you know, the auto rifle that you get from Anna, Anna Bray from her loot pool. So it's basically like a, you know, a reskinned one of those weapons. But still look looks cool and yeah i wanted it because i'm also a collector so you know i just something i had to have i guess because it's you know an actual weapon so that's cool yeah dan what are your thoughts on festival of the lost this year um i have i haven't gotten a chance to play it yet um i have i've been focusing on my ritual weapons and uh, okay uh iron banner this time around <clears throat> going on the pinnacle grind um I'll get to it probably on Sunday. Sunday's probably a good day to do it. Um, it's, I, I kind of expected it from like to be about this size from last year. Um, I'm not, I'm not disappointed in it. Um, the change to not having like a, a seasonal Ingram for it is like is understandable to me at least based on like their new change. As a, as a studio and to make the game free to play, um, they do need like I understand that they do need support through microtransactions in order to like stay active uh, and probably make more content that we will enjoy. Um, with that being said, I feel like the microtransactions for Festival of the Lost could probably be uh, probably in Destiny right now could be a little bit cheaper. They probably see more people purchasing things if they um, if they were to lower the prices a little bit but that's just that's my yeah. opinion um, other other than that I feel like I, I pretty much get the gist I, I, play, I played it last year though um, I don't know about how other events handle it but I like I Borderlands 3 their their event isn't that massive um there's like 
they have kind of like a festival of the for uh, festival of the lost forest thing as well and occasionally skulls will jump out of enemies that's pretty cool and you shoot them and get gear but other than that it's not it's not that massive of a thing so my expectations for seasonal events of this kind of free seasonal events that are free to everyone aren't really that high to begin with and it doesn't hurt my experience overall you know that's a really good point yeah because it's free content they're giving away for everyone whether you paid anything for the dlc or whether you haven't spent a dime right so it's additional content to keep us playing to give us something to do that week and doesn't even necessarily mean you have to play every single day because it's okay like, to take yep, breaks. Like I said. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And like I my grind has been like like I said, I've been going for those ritual weapons. I if I just want Randy's throwing knife. Did you Oh yeah. I, I just I want just it. To say, yeah, I got my Randy's. I got it the other day. I want it now. It's, it's I haven't gotten it yet. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it, it's like the fastest firing like scout. I just rifle. want to get it for the badge. Like I don't care about the gun. I just want undying, and the ritual weapons are a part of that badge that I need in order to get undying. So it's just like a transitive property of getting the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very limited <laughs> exactly. too. Like, what do you what is it? You have to like December tenth or something uh, to get it. I want to say that yeah, it's like something like thirty four days from now. Yeah, that's yep. about right. Yep. We got to think that the new season's dropping right after that, right? Probably about a week after. That's usually like, if you if you look historically at when Bungie drops new seasonal content, it's generally like a week after. And that would yeah. line up because they delayed Shadowkeep for right. two weeks, so that that makes sense that it would be right around that time because usually we get it what around the fourth yeah like uh december fourth fifth or whatever so yeah if it, if it happened around 17th or 18th i guess that yeah. makes sense so that's that's at least when i'm expecting it i don't know if maybe they'll be like hey surprise new season starts the next day <laughs> but um it's funny because they go on vacation like right during the, like yeah. that time too so it's like oh let's drop the content somebody's oh. Peace Somebody's always <laughs> around to flip the switches, though, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I bet it's Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cosmo flipping he's gotta all come the switches. In. He's got to come in. He's like, I yeah. flip all these dumb switches. He starts flipping them all. <laughs> I could see but him yeah. going into the basement of Bungie, <laughs> flipping switches. He sees Trevor. Oh, he's man. like, hi, Trevor, and Trevor's like... <laughs> and zips on past <laughs> Oh my god, when I saw that for the first time, it <laughs> freaked me the hell out. Wow. I was just like, man, this game, it turned into a horror game. Yeah, like all it's of a pretty sudden. awesome. <laughs> it still freaks me out. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still freaked <laughs> out by it. But it's getting a little bit easier. Yeah. Man, I haven't done that in a long time. Like, I, I still haven't finished up my uh, Catalyst yet and everything. Um, I don't think it really matters that much, really, though, right? So... The catalyst for that weapon. And Dan, you, you mentioned a really interesting point. And you talked about the Eververse trading company and 
the way that microtransactions have evolved with Shadowkeep. And that's yeah. another thing I wanted to talk about tonight on the show. Because a lot of people in the community feel that the price that Bungie is charging for some of these items, for example, the bundled armor set, part of the new Halloween um, Festival of the Lost, mm-hmm. it's 15 bucks a piece. Right. For each character. If you have three characters, or you're spending it, 45 bucks for... Depending on if you're buying them, like, flat out, right? There are some days where, like, you can pick up different pieces of gear um, from, from Eververse for those sets, and it actually does give you a discount on those sets when you purchase them for, for silver. Did you know that? It does. And so, like, and it, it gives it quantify, like, uh, about, I think it's, like, 30% per, or, like, it's it's 300 uh, um, silver per piece that it reduces it from. So, like, if it's, the, I think the full set right now is 15 if you were to buy it base, 15 uh, uh, silver. But if you, like, grab the arms one day, because they were available probably, like, three weeks back, if you grabbed those, then it reduces that price on that set. Aren't they available for Bright Dust, too? Well, yeah, when they like. rotate through the Eververse store. And that's in the yeah. like once you purchase it from there, then it unlocks on your character on your character and uh, on your account, and that's when they start applying. Okay, well then we're gonna knock three hundred silver off of it. Hmm. If you wanted to get it right, for if you other, wanted if you missed out on a character. piece maybe earlier in the season, or if you like just wanted to get it all all at once because you're not sure what with the new with this uh, festival of loss, what exactly is going to come out in Eververse, although you can probably find it from leaked information on Reddit. Um, if you're not sure that the rest of it's going to come out by the time the season ends, you could chuck some money at it. I actually, this was the first season where I actually put money toward microtransactions. I, I put bet, I put about 35 bucks in. I was like, I've played this game for the past this iteration of the game for close to three years now or like two two years now and I have not put a single cent in for microtransactions so now that Bungie is free in their own company I didn't I didn't really feel that bad about it but then again I had I had that 35 kind of set aside for a rainy day kind of situation yeah yeah, that's. I know what you mean. I still have a thousand silver just sitting in my mm-hmm. account that I haven't used from the time when they gave it yeah. to us back, like during Warmind, I think, or something. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I um, think I have like seven hundred silver, and I've bought a few things here and there. I bought microtransactions in Destiny One. Yeah, I bought. 
the skins for the dungeon weapons and the outbreak. I bought those. If they come out with something that's really awesome, like a new dungeon that I really enjoyed, and they have a microtransaction that's associated with the weapon, I'll throw them seven bucks. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, I do kind of have... I don't want to say an issue with it, because ultimately, I mean, the game's free to play. I get it. They have to make money. I do wish that these armor pieces were, like, account-wide, if that makes any sense. So if you paid 15 bucks, you get the armor for all three of your characters yeah. instead of having to pay 15 for each character that you have. Because I here's could, the thing. If you're could, a diehard Destiny mm-hmm. player, more than likely you have three characters you're attached to your three characters. So yeah. by charging you an extra 30 bucks, it just, I don't know, it doesn't feel like they're doing right by the players who want yeah. to buy the skin and support them. Because I do think $45 for three sets of skins, yeah. it's a little crazy. You know, I think it's a bit much, especially yeah. when the actual DLC is 35 I would rather someone who is going to spend that money on the game would spend it on the actual game. And I, and right. like, I don't, what I don't want to happen with destiny is for it to become a game kind of like overwatch where instead of monetizing on new content, they're monetizing on the microtransactions in place of giving us rich content that we can enjoy playing and that's kind of my i don't want to say it's a fear but slight concern that you know how are the seasons going to go like they didn't talk about a raid they didn't really talk about anything beyond a seasonal activity that will go away and then the seasonal ladder and for me it's like the seasonal ladder helped me to level up to 960 but now it's like, okay, it's there. But if you're a hardcore player in the game, there isn't a whole lot in that seasonal ladder that will make a difference in your gameplay. So I hope they have a little bit more to it. Maybe even create raid layers within the, the new raid. You know, create new activities that we can play through to extend our gameplay. Well, I think that was one of the things that was said that, like, in the Luke Smith notes was that, like, some of the activities that we played were based on, were paid for in part by microtransactions, right? Like, zero hour, you know, like, that was meaningful content that got you, a, got you an excellent weapon. I feel, like, I understand where you're coming from, and I, like, I agree that they should be cheaper. I think if if they were to bundle them together and be like, okay, like 25 bucks for all three sets, would that be fair to you? Would that would that feel more fair and amenable than I mean they give you the option to do a bright Right, exactly. Too, so and that like, like that kind of That's in the current I mean, system where it stands with the economy of bright dust and silver. I can understand some people are upset because I, I could see 
them being really, really successful, really, really successful, if they brought the prices down, probably by a quarter of what they are right now, or like even a half, right? You're not guaranteeing that everyone would purchase microtransactions, but the overall like but you open that pool up a little bit wider right so instead of seven dollars for a weapon skin it's now 350 and that when you think of 350 that's like oh that's a that's a that's like a bad cup of coffee cool you know (laughs) yeah a bad cup like you said yeah you can't even get a good cup for that so <laughs> i don't know i the more i think about, I, I think that they widen up widen their horizons for people wanting to pay for microtransactions and of course you're always going to have some people that complain about it but you widen that pool if you were to lower the prices and be like hey this is a cool thing for that thing that you earned and they made it explicit that hey this stuff helps to benefit our studio, our studio alone, nobody else. And it helps to bring you content that is meaningful and useful. And then use that as an example. Cause while you and I probably have read the Luke Smith thing, there are a lot of other people who haven't. And those people are commenting on Reddit mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I don't necessarily have an issue with the microtransactions. I I think that they can tweak things and adjust the whole system to make it more fair to all players. You know, mm-hmm. they can create more pursuits for you to get bright dust. Uh, maybe even yeah. reward you bright dust every time you complete the raid. So that way, even if you've done the raid... 25 times guess what you got your powerful drops once but you're continuing to get bright dust so it feels like continuing to play an activity continues to reward you and i i think uh cacus hd brought up a really great point in uh, one of the videos that he made about how it would take you seven weeks to acquire enough bright dust to be able to purchase you know something basic even the the amount of bright dust that you acquire in the game now is much more scarce and than what it was before yeah and it like i i would like to see his math on that because you can purchase multiple bounties per day like even when with like with shacks and the vanguard and 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 um, Zavala, you can purchase extra bounties, and as long as you're going back and purchasing those extra bounties, you are getting bright dust from those extra bounties. Yeah, that, I wanted to bring that up because I bet you that guy who got to 999, I'm sure, has a right. lot of bright dust. I'm sure he's grabbed a lot of bounties because he's got to climb yeah. that artifact that he's been able to do. I'll, I'll need to by turning those. I'll need to watch in. that video, like. And Rick, Rick Hackis is a good dude, and his information is, is, like, really, really sound in a lot of cases. But you have a lot of opportunity, I feel like. I, if, you're, if you're 
Yeah, what is it? The Vanguard, the yeah. Crucible, and Ga- uh, there's Gambit. one more set, right? That I think gives, I think it's the yeah, yeah that gives you access. Yeah, that yeah to me that like that gives you a lot of opportunity as long as you're you're grabbing the bounties. If you're not grabbing the bounties, then yeah, you're going to feel less rewarded. But honestly, I think that I, you get a lot and of that, stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. You get a, you get a lot of bright dust. It, and this past week, and that's what yeah, it's there for. This past week, yeah, I was less than. I think I was less than three thousand. I think I blew it on like uh, an emote or something, and like, but right now I think I'm sitting at thirty four hundred, and that's just playing. The bounties on. A couple of characters through Iron Banner right now with Crucible Bounties. And that's like two days. Yeah, because you get like between 50 yeah. and 100. And on I the think, big uh, on the big ones, b- I think bounty. you get 200 for those. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, the, the it's there. The option is there. So they give you that option yeah. and everything, you know. So you, could, you can grind out the bounties and get the Bright Dust or, you know, you can spend some silver. And everything, you know. There, but but I do agree with you. The prices should be lower. I do agree with you on that front. Like, and I think they might make adjustments. They're gonna look at their bottom line, and I'm I'm sure they're gonna look at if it's selling, mm-hmm. you know, to the rate that they want it to. And if they don't think it is, then I think that's when they'll start dropping the prices and everything. He's like, okay, maybe we came in at too high of a cost and everything for these items. Yeah, I think in the case of the weapons, I don't, I don't think they're too overly priced. I mean, seven bucks for a skin, that's kind of standard. You know, it's support them, throw them a tip, and, you know, it's not that bad. Um, I do think with the armor sets, if they make it account-wide, that would really solve the issue. And that way, you know, you spend 15 bucks, you get the set on three of your characters, and good to go and then if you want to throw some more money on other things guess what you have more money you can spend on other microtransactions um i think that's a good compromise yeah i i I think that's a good idea get the all the sets for 15 and everything and then you have more money to spend on other things it's a win-win and in terms of the um the content that we're getting for the money that we're spending. Do you guys feel like there's enough value for paid customers this year with Shadowkeep and they're looking to purchase maybe Forsaken? I think Forsaken is like 25 bucks, and then Shadowkeep is another 35 Wasn't Wasn't Forsaken like cheaper this past week? I wanted to say that it was on sale and... Steve. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it yeah. was. I think it was like fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and that thing's gonna probably be really cheap on Black mm-hmm. Friday, I imagine. You know, so it's uh, there are opportunities for sales out there, mm-hmm. and you know. I'm just I'm just looking um, at historically what they what they've brought us with microtransactions. I mean, there's some really yeah. dope things in in the store. You know, I mean, it's like. Any game that's selling microtransactions, they're just right. cosmetics. Yeah. And that's what these are and everything. But they look cool. Like, I 
I think what the art team is doing, like, you know, for these, uh, these items, it's really, really cool, really awesome and creative and everything. Um, you know, cause that, that also takes time. It takes time to make these things and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think what they're selling is, is cool. So, I mean, I think the value proposition is, it's close to being there. I think it's a little high. I do agree with uh, Dan and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, Bungie's on the right track. I think that they need to make some adjustments with how they price things, with maybe adding, you know, vendor refreshes, stuff like that. I don't think they're very far from being where we want them to be, right? They no. have a little bit of work left. And I'm sure this whole year is going to be a transitional year for them. And I'm, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I'm excited to see what we get with the new seasons and how the story unfolds. We got a lot of promises by the Bungie team right before the game came out with Shadow Cape. And it's going to be interesting to see how everything unfolds. We have a lot of loose ends that we still don't know everything about. Prince Aldrin, like, where's he? What's happening with, with that whole storyline? Where's Marasab? Um, so I, I think there's a lot for Destiny to still continue to deliver on. And I'm excited. As a Destiny fan, for me, I think that I've gotten my money's worth for sure yeah. in terms of the $35 that I spent or whatever. It was like 50 bucks and I got the season pass. So yeah, I think for me as a destiny fan, I'm definitely enjoying myself and it's also really cool to see um, my friends be able to enjoy the game without spending a dime, which is really cool because I have a friend who did not like destiny. Like he hated on it. And I think shadow price <laughs> will know who I'm talking about. And, yep. you know, it's amazing to me that every time I see him now and I come and hang out with him and it's like, he's playing destiny and it's like, it's cool <laughs> to see that. And he didn't have to spend a dime. And if you want to get more involved in the game, you can. You can throw a little bit of money. For 25 bucks. you get Forsaken, which I think that's great content. The only thing that I can say yeah. is I really wish Bungie found a way to preserve that content. So if I'm jumping into Shadow uh, to Forsaken, the raid that I'm playing in Forsaken matters more. So I think if they're going to monetize on that content they need to maybe bring the raids forward from that and make them higher level drops if you, if you know what there, I mean so that way there's more of a reason to play that content there was an interesting thing on reddit uh, a couple weeks back somebody had asked if there could be like a weekly or someone the way they phrased it was like a daily rotating raid that would reward pinnacle pinnacle gear and while they did weekly rotating raids. Exactly. And while that, like, that would be, I, I feel like the weekly is, an, is enough um, for, for at least an yeah. extra pinnacle piece overall. And I think that that would be super useful. 
Yeah, kind of like how they did in Destiny 1 with, like, the weekly raid that dropped, like, you know, those whatever secret special drive. They did, like, challenge for that, like, week, too, I guess, for that raid and everything. Whatever that raid was, the raid of the week was the challenges, even though you can pick up all the challenges now from Hawthorne and everything, but... I think another thing that might be cool for Bungie to do is every season find a reason to make the older content more relevant and I'm not sure exactly how they can approach that but maybe one thing they can do is create a special ornament that's available from let's say completing a challenging activity from the past for example we go back and we play through the Leviathan raid and if we get the seal for it we get this really cool special emblem that only we get to signify that we've completed this really hard challenge. I think that would be really cool for them to do. To find ways for to incentivize you to play through these activities each season. Yeah, they ha- I yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, create a greater relevance for the older activities. Like, take Escalation Protocol. Give me a reason to go back and play through Escalation Protocol. You know, like, every season in Destiny 1, all around you, there were new things. It felt new. And I think in Destiny 2, because we haven't gotten really that many refreshes with the vendors and the items, I, I think it it holds the game back in, in some ways. Yeah. And if they brought that back, I think it would really make a difference. And I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're thinking of a new system when it comes to the, to the well, refreshes and things like that. The way that I remember it, it's, and maybe I could re- be remembering this badly, is that, sure, we got vendor refreshes, but we didn't always get activity refreshes. So it was always like the same thing over and over again. And that led to like long yeah. periods where we had drought when it came to activity. I think right now they're prioritizing activity over refreshes. And I'm kind of fine with that. Like I'd rather have something new to do than, a, than like a new auto rifle that I'm going to get 150 times and shard probably 145 of those times. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a delicate balance, yeah. I'm sure, for them. Because they're trying to also push the story forward. That's why we're getting Ikora's, like, Vex Portal um, updates every week and things like that. You know, like, we were getting the stories um, from Eris Morn and her Lost Fire team and everything, which I still have to go finish. Same. One of I got to finish all of those. Missions. I have not spent any time on the moon since um, that first week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're constantly thinking, they're constantly trying to, like, you know, basically move, move the world forward, like, through these, like, series of events in which we're obviously going to have a showdown with the Undying Mind again. You know, so that's going to be interesting how they're going to implement that. So... I could see that somehow that some of these things like unfortunately had 
kind of went on the back burner a little bit while they're trying to give us content still, you know, but also like keep in mind that yes, people want to play some of these activities. Like if you refresh the loot pools and things like that, um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, a lot, that, that's a pretty common, like, you know, uh, request in the community. I feel like, you know, but they also want to give us new right. things too, you know? So, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a delicate balance, you know. You you trying to please the needs of all 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 the fans, all the uh, all the people who play the game. You know, you're not going to please everybody, but you know, it, they're trying to do their best right now. I feel like yeah. you know, and I think they their best is still yet to come. So you know, it's we're going to see what you know, things that they're going to deliver next year that, you know, we weren't expecting and things like that. Cause I'm sure there are going to be things that we weren't expecting that we're going to oh, see yeah. next year. For sure. Yeah. So, I think even in the upcoming season and everything, I think Bungie, too. more so than other companies that I can recall, they like to surprise their players. So I'm sure we have a lot of surprises that we're going to get. Um, we're going to get new challenge mode in the raid, which is going to be really interesting to see how that comes out. And I do like the one thing about the seasonal content. I like the focus on endgame because in previous expansions, you know, you would have to do a kind of a mindless story grind on three characters, whereas now they just allow you to dive right into the end game content. Mm -hmm. And I do like that. And what we have with uh, the Vex Offensive, allowing you to get pinnacle tier weapons, and the Nightmares, allowing you to get pinnacle tier weapons, and then they have this new activity that just came out. So it feels like there's a lot more pursuits to get you to that pinnacle tier light level. So there's stuff for you to play through early on and later in the game as well. That yeah, reminds me, I haven't done any Master Nightmare Hunts. I don't. Even, I haven't even done the Legend Nightmare Hunts nope, yet. No, me neither. Like, I've I've literally just been on that ritual yeah. <laughs> grind. <laughs> yeah, I still don't have my Wendigo either, mm -hmm. so I'm still trying to work on that we'll as well. We'll have to grind out sometime. Maybe tonight. Um, so now, Dan, did you try out the new dungeon? Yeah, I've completed the new dungeon a couple of times now. Very nice. Um, and I what liked are, it. What are your thoughts? I liked it quite a bit. I feel like it was a little bit easier than Shattered Throne. Um, the encounters, while overall challenging, do feel like they were they were maybe a little more simplified for solo and flawless runs, which. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm fine with the, I think the jumping puzzles are actually like pretty fascinating. Like those in some regards are, are more challenging than the middle pieces um, until you get to that totem's room and that totem's room can really kick your ass. Um, have you guys have you guys gone through it yet? Unfortunately, only the gotcha. only the first encounter. Gotcha. So what far. about you, uh, Cornholio? Um. I saw the video of it, but I haven't okay. actually got a chance to play through. Um, the... Hoping tonight, actually. Sweet. 
Sweet, sweet. So. Yeah. I know. I, I bet you I know who does love it. I bet you. Uh, yeah. Nem, oh, yeah. Nem I'm sure Blaze he does, too. I'm sure he does, he, too. Yeah, he's yeah, a hive yeah. guy, so yeah, he's he's brother hive <laughs> over there. Uh, yeah, it's that totem's room. Yeah, man. So that is, I love that room. I love that room, and it, the reason is. Does it take you back to the totems of uh, uh, Kingsfall at all? Does it have feels any kind like of like the totems like, from Kingsfall, where, mm-hmm. like. You got a buff or a debuff yeah, that you, you have, have to like. You have this debuff you know. that you have to ba- that you have to juggle, as well as you you have to be on that plate. I think you can only be off it for about fifteen seconds before it completely fails out. Not only right. do you have to deal with the debuff, you then have to like leave the pl- if you're doing it solo. You then have to leave that plate to go after an orb from a knight in order to slam to get rid of your debuff after you do that then you have two boom you have a boomer knight on the left and the right that come out that start shooting at the plate there's just so much going on it's utter chaos very reminiscent of king's fall because you have those boomer knights up top but this time you have to take care of two of them and so like you only have to slam six times so like that's that's a welcome change, but like it is, it's so it's a good way of taking an old mechanic and refreshing it. And yeah, this is this a is three a, man activity. This yeah. is not. And six. so like, it's a yeah. good way of taking it, refreshing an old mechanic and, and showing you something new with it. It's all, it's almost like pulling off the same magic t- trick twice. Right. And like, yeah. Yeah, and the the final the final boss encounter is is really fun. Um overall, I like the mechanic with the sword where you have to uh use the heavy attack on the wizard, you have to block against the shrieker and you have to use the light attack against the knights, otherwise they're immune to everything else. Um It's there's some really awesome and fun mechanics built into the thing. Um I just I, I I'm sad that I haven't had more time to dive in and, and learn more of it because I would love I, I'm eventually going to solo flawless that thing. That is my goal. Like I did that with Shattered Throne the week that um Thunderlord came out. I ended up getting my solo my solo fl- or my solo for Shattered Throne. I'm going to go for sh- solo flawless on this one. So help me jumping puzzle. I'm going to go for it and hope that it uh hope that it worked out. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, when I was going in there, I wasn't I wasn't I I knew I wasn't going to do it uh, solo flawless cuz it was my like my first time in there. I just yeah. wanted to see some of the mechanics and things like, you know, but seeing that and everything is like, wow, this yeah. is soloable. It will, and everything. Yeah. You know. They kind of so. I don't know how they designed it like overall because like some things they designed to be like harder and then they tone it down for like a a different run or whatever. But like this one, I just overall, it was, it was pretty straightforward. It wasn't hard to figure out the mechanics. It was just a matter of like taking the time and doing it and, and using with every end in game raid activity. It's, or dungeon activity 
it's about using that your past knowledge to to reinforce the present so yeah breaking it down you know for a way that's going to be you know that you're going to have success you know a way to, to like get find a way to get it done like that works for you and everything by just breaking each like mechanic down yeah so yeah i'm pretty excited to play the new um dungeon because i really enjoyed shattered throne i think they did an amazing job with that and the new dungeon looks really sick um and doesn't it look like yeah, King's Fall a little bit? Definitely does. Like the dungeon? They, like it has that they, King's Fall aesthetic? It looks like they took inspiration from King's Fall for sure. Yeah. Definitely the like the room where you had to like do the Duncan and everything to open up the portal mm-hmm. like in King's Fall. Like it looks like yeah. that area. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, you know, so we could we could potentially go back to the Dreadnought possibly again. Yeah, that's a. I could I could see them weaving that into the story. Now, on the topic of the new dungeon, we have a world's first that just took place, and somebody soloed Shattered Throne at nine 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 light. The, and then they, one of the they, community they, managers put out a tweet, hmm. a cryptic tweet. They soloed the Dolankaru portion of it. The yeah, rest of it, they had, like, um, from... Oh, oh, he so, had help. Uh, uh, up, oh, that's right. Yeah, you, all you have to do is solo Up the, until the Dolankaru encounter is when he, like, is when he had help. He, like, Glad, I think, helped him along the way. From I, I think he'd only run it once and didn't have that much experience with Shattered Throne. So, like, Glad, and I forget who else took him in, but they took, they helped him into that, uh, into that encounter, and then he finished it to nothing. To, like, a bunch of, you know, like, tweets from DMG, like, a account that was supposedly possessed by Sabathun and everything, you know, it's like, so yeah, bun- the Bungie, they know they're setting something up, you know, there's definitely meaning and symbolism in those tweets. Well, and things it's like, like that. so the lore book that that's based off of, and I, I just watched the Bife video on that last night was like, it's it's a choose your own adventure and it's based on lies. It's in the truth to power. And we're actually told that it's based on lies and then it's then it's like, "No, it's not lies. I was lying about lying." <laughs> and so like, yeah, but but and she's like, "My victory is your your victory right. is my victory." You know, this is like, you know, so yeah, she's playing us exactly. like completely. So like She's getting us to run around in circles. We we she's got her we her wrapped around her finger or well, we're wrapped whole, around her the finger. The whole idea basically. is that like once we'd hit ninety nine nine ninety nine and went in and killed Dolan Karu, that that would end the cycle in the dreaming or end the Dreaming City storyline. Anon Pig pointed out earlier today, he was like, nobody ever said that that would end the Dreaming City curse. 
nowhere in the book does it, it say that. It would be the true ending no, of like, the... This book shouldn't be trusted, and we did. Yeah. And now, like, it has these, like, really interesting... Community. Well, look, who we, look who we trusted. Well, like, you know, it, it's like... Sabathun is the one who concocted this, probably. Yeah. You know, it's like she is the ultimate trickster, you know, cunning. She's like she's cunning till the end. Like, you know, it's she is going to find a way to have the upper hand in every way because she's going to outthink us and outsmart us. Yeah. And everything. It's 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 just interesting. You know? It's it's one of the few times that we as that an actual guardian is canon that a singular one of us is canon, yeah. canon. Yeah, because it was mentioned in that 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 yeah. that letter that was written to a bagel whatever his name is, 4K, yeah, bagel, bagel 4K? 4K, is that is that him? He's showing up in my recommended channels on the side here, so <laughs> that's why I was like I knew it was bagel something. So, and it's funny that it's a a, a bread item. Yeah. Like you know, and then DMG was the one to tweet the stuff <laughs> out, you know, Mr. Bread Guy himself. <laughs> it was the bread all along. <laughs> all the bread. Um, so, I mean, that's cool. It's cool that it's fourth yeah. wall breaking in a way, um, you know, and, and this is not the first time Bungie's no. done this, you know, so it's. They're setting up the events, you know, that we're eventually going to see Savathun. Um, probably not till about next year, though, I would say. I would say all this crazy stuff that's going to happen. You know, they said, like, what, the the final season of next year before, like, the fall content is going to be, like, no other time in mm -hmm. Destiny. So something crazy is going to happen next year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what uh, the dev team is able to give us. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting. I think that we have a lot of fun things to play through. And uh, I'm happy to see that you can take a week off from the game and then you come back and there's like a bunch of new stuff for you to do, which I think that's definitely a step in the right direction think that halloween event iron banner coming back and i couldn't even do all the stuff last week they dropped like yeah. four things last week and everything when they dropped the dungeon they dropped festival of the lost they dropped the xenophage and momentum control like you know they dropped that all in the same day still haven't gotten the xenophage yet either yeah me neither so. i have to do that i have to do my divinity there's too much man haven't gotten that either. <laughs> so it's going to be an exciting season of Destiny this this season, and uh, I'm sure Dan's got his divinity. Cause no, it like I don't. I Infinity. haven't gotten it. I haven't even beat that raid yet, <laughs> I'm, dude. I've really? got I've got too much to do. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, I hear I, you, man. Like the time that I have, I haven't I haven't been focused on. I I've gotten to the raid boss twice, haven't finished oh. it. It's like. I, I understand the encounter. It was just like people were getting late and cranky, getting raid brain. So, are you using the enhanced relay mod? And everything yeah, too? I, I got all those. It's just it's just a matter of 
people people getting it's getting yeah. late and people getting cranky and so like yeah that's how it was when yeah. i was trying to beat it and everything but then i then i got in this group and somehow we got it done like yeah. in our second run so i mean there's like it all works out run. eventually but yeah it uh yeah i don't know it, i'll get it eventually i'm not in a rush i'm trying to get the undying title right now that's my that's my that's my line on the horizon after that i'll pick a new one and then go for that so Mm. yeah definitely well we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that and uh, we'll be playing more Destiny I know I will be playing I have a lot of stuff to do in the game I have to get my divinity I have to work on my ritual weapons I have to do the nightmare hunts on master mode there's too much and we're getting raid challenges next week so that was in the weekly update this week and um it's a good segue to talk about the bungie weekly update um we learned about a few things with this update it wasn't too long of an update the izanagi's burden quest is finally being fixed there was apparently an issue that prevented players from acquiring the weapon and completing the quest so that should be fixed as of today. Did you guys have any issues with that quest line? No, I beat that back in Same. Black Armory. <laughs> so it's I've I I've, I've had the weapon for a while now and yeah. everything, so it's a beast of a weapon in the new raid. It's so useful. Yeah, with the catalyst, oh yeah. And the enhanced relay mod on, yep. It does work. <laughs> it's nice to see sniper rifles become more relevant in uh, in-game content because I feel like last season grenade launchers were kind of king. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, change. it's a skilled weapon too because you got to make sure you load that honed yeah. edge like round in and don't miss. If you miss, like you really screw your DPS and everything. Definitely. And uh, yeah, we know that the pinnacle weapons or the pinnacle activities are getting a little bit of a change instead of getting a plus one powerful drop it will now be granting a plus two powerful drop so it's going to increase our leveling from 950 to 960 kind of a welcoming change I think yeah I mean for the people who want to go for that chase, now they have more of a possibility of actually getting to 960, like on your gear itself. Yeah, yeah. So. I think it's a good change. I mean, there's more activities now to reach that pinnacle level, I feel like, because now you can do the nightmare hunts, you can do the nightfalls, you can do the raid. So there's quite a bit for you to do as long as you're willing to... Iron Banner. Iron Banner, yeah. So there's there's a lot of yep. avenues for you to reach that pinnacle level, and I think that this change will motivate more people to pursue it, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we also know that the Altar of Sorrows is now live, and that takes place on the moon. It kind of feels like uh, Escalation Protocol-style activity. Yeah. 
they created, which uh, it was fun. I enjoyed playing it. Yeah, and the, you get the three different weapons from there that Daily. rotate every day with random with random rolls. Daily rotating activity. So, that's pretty. That's a pretty good uh, pursuit. Yeah. Pursuit there. You know, yeah. I do like that um, change as well. It's really nice for them to give us a little bit more variety in the content that we're playing and switching out the bosses and switching out the rewards. So I, I think that's a good step. Yeah. For sure. And, of course, the new dungeon, the... What is the name of it? I keep calling it Shattered Throne. Uh, <laughs> the Pit of Heresy. Yes. So that is now live. It's a really cool name. Um, I like that now, name. Dan, you've played that dungeon. In terms of the rewards, how would you say the rewards are in this new content? Um, so there's not really... The, like the, the only new piece of gear really is the uh, pulse rifle from the, uh, from the moon loot pool. The pulse rifle is available from there. Um, Otherwise, it's okay. It, they, it drops a... Um, it drops at 9.50 for the encounters until you get to the end. And once you finish once you finish it, you get a fully masterworked piece of Dreamsbane armor. Um, that's pinnacle. So... It's, uh, it's, it's pretty useful for your light level grind... Um, in, in that respect, as it gives you another thing for pinnacle activity to complete each week, but, and that should now drop a plus two for your power. So. Yeah. I wish they would have like put like, um, uh, I wish they would have put, um, some rolls of the weapons of the, uh, you get from that, you know, from the activity out there, the uh, Ultras of Sorrow. I wish they would have put some of those weapons in there or gave them, like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Masterwork mm -hmm. rolls, almost like, well, you know. Then so. you kind of, like, you de-emphasize that activity a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. it's, it's not like... That it would have been just nice for it to have that, a separate. That would have been, pool, yeah. Though, that would be saying? that would like, be super nice. Um, maybe like one or two more rolls, or one or two more yeah. like weapon types would have been would have been neat. But I don't know. I I think they'll get there. I think they'll get there with the next dungeon because they didn't have they didn't have a separate loot pool for Shattered Throne right. either. Um, it was basically the Dreaming mm -hmm. City stuff, you know, so. armor and weapons um so i think they'll get there with the next iteration i mean you know the, the game is always like being uh they're always like finding a way to like test it in a way like you know like to see what works you know for the players right. and things like that you know they they have they have an idea in their mind and they're like oh you know let's do it this way you know Let's have this, you know, maybe we don't want to make it, you know, too rewarding or things like that yet. You know, we want to get, we want to see how everybody's going to take to it 
all the new players because you know we don't know how many of the new players have even played the old dungeon the shattered throne and stuff so you know maybe that's their mindset yeah. i guess you know it's that whole it's onboarding process basically it all comes so, down to money and resources and yeah time. and what yep. what you have to spend yep. where and where it's most effectively used. You got to pay somebody to make right. those weapons and everything. You have to make, you know, and, yeah. and you have to make activities worth players' time, or else you start hearing about it on the boards and all that. Like, there's a lot of different stuff you got to do. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's my take on it. But at the act, you know, like the activity, like looks fun, you know. So like, I definitely want to jump in there and complete it. Definitely. And yeah, that's that's uh, the next thing. We also know that momentum control is now deployed in Destiny 2. And uh, one of the community managers, who was it? Was it D DMG who wrote the weekly update this week? Or I think it was Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. So Cosmo yeah. talked about momentum, momentum control being live. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on the new crucible activity have you guys played it um yeah i played it uh i played it a lot last week because i liked it because it felt like swat like from halo um because it's like one shot kills like with scout rifles and it, it makes scout rifles relevant in that game mode which is always good I'm always down to use a scout because um, I like changing it up every now and then. Um, so, yeah, I've had a chance to play it and I do enjoy it. Like one night I played it for a few hours with one of our clan mates and it was a lot of fun. You get your Randy's done pretty quick in yeah, that mode. Yeah, too. I need to jump back into it. I've, I've played it. I've played it a few times. It's not necessarily a mode I'd play for fun. <laughs> like it's it's a little too uh I don't know. There's there's a lot of people camping and stuff from from my recollection. But yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, just, there is. There are definitely corner campers like sitting in a corner with a shotgun yeah, or I'm recluse. Just, I'm just bringing it. I've just been bringing in my jade rabbit and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to Put work towards this this catalyst, and I'm going to be putting in work towards Randy's, so it'll be fine. Jade Rabbit's like the best it's weapon a, you can have. Your 150 in there. Uh, like, scout rifles are what you want to go in because they one tap to yeah. the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. They're pretty, pretty nice in there. I would say. Yeah, I got a chance to play some uh, momentum control. I think it was kind of an adjustment for me to not have the radar because I'm so used to it because I've been using my uh, Might Multi-Tool and that mode almost negates one of the perks where you can actually see the enemy in the radar while you're zoomed in. Um, so I did have to switch weapons. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really fun event. Uh, really fun activity, and I hope they do more of that in the future because um, it's it's nice to see the Crucible getting more variety and more stuff to do in the game. So, yeah, I like that they're trying something new. Yeah, 
something new based on yeah. something old. Yeah, and of course we so. have new raid challenges coming next week, according to Cosmo. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Do you guys plan on diving into the new challenge mode for the raids? Uh, some point. I don't know when. <laughs> Eventually. Sure. The ritual weapons are taking up all my time. Yeah. I gotta beat the dungeon first. One thing at a time. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, there's so many things that I want to do. I want to do the nightmare haunts. I want to do the new dungeon. I want to get my divinity quest done. So there's there's and i want to play iron banner on my warlock because i got it done on my hunter and my titan last time around and now i just want to get it done on my final character so there's there's a lot of stuff to grind out uh, i'm definitely going to take advantage this weekend and monday um i believe i'll have monday off on monday i i think um so that'll give me a day to catch up on destiny and play through some iron banner maybe do the dungeon which i'm kind of hoping we can get it done tonight we'll see how that goes and you should have yeah, time um, it, it, you, you guys are at uh are you guys at least like 9 30 35 oh man i'm 9 60 960 you're gonna be fine so, don't even worry yeah. about it <laughs> No, we've uh, been grinding. Or maybe I'm 964. We've been the grind actually. time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's coming next week with the new raid challenges. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with for mechanics in the challenge mode. Um, so that should be fun. And uh, hopefully we'll get a challenge mode emblem that's cool looking. Because I do like emblems and flair in the game so we'll see what happens with that um also cosmo talked about the game to give charity event and if you are interested in participating you have until sunday november 10th 11 59 p.m eastern time and you would be supporting the bungie foundation's ipad for kids program and the children's miracle network hospital that funds local children's hospitals greatest needs uh, so far this uh, event has generated 30,000 unique donors 4,736 individuals and 410 teams participating if you donate 10 bucks you'll get the mist blossoms emblem if you donate 50 bucks you'll get the mist blossom emblem and a gilded shell exotic ghost shell and then if you um, contribute a hundred dollars or more you'll get all of the things mentioned um, in the earlier tiers and in addition to that you'll be entered into a raffle to win some destiny loot so that's pretty cool we're gonna Put the information in our show notes for that, or you can check it out on bungie.net. And last thing in the update, there are some things for us to earn in the game. 
uh, for completing different activities and stuff for us to purchase using the code we get for the Bungie Rewards program. Um, if you complete Festival of the Lost, you will earn a Dark Orbit emblem upon completion of the Festival of the Lost questline. That's a pretty cool uh, little emblem. I think that's a neat little addition to the game. Yeah, I, I think I grabbed it from the Bungie Rewards. Um, it's a pretty cool emblem. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm definitely planning on doing that to get the emblem. I like the emblems in the game, so I like to collect as many as I can. Um, Dan, have you done the quest line for Festival of the Lost? No, I've done nothing for Festival of the Lost. I've, I've uh, okay. had a singular, I've had a singular goal in mind. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm just going for that line on the horizon. <laughs> After that, I'll pick a next one. I'll, it's probably uh, it's probably coming up yep. on Sunday is is where I'll make time for it because well, I don't want to are a determined guardian I, w I want that undying <laughs> I just want it <laughs> well the shirt's kind of cool I guess too I'll get it eventually yeah 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 there's also a shirt called the Braytech werewolf long sleeve t-shirt available for purchase during the Festival of the Lost event. If you acquire the auto rifle and you complete the Master of Disguise Triumph, you will be eligible to receive the code to purchase this shirt and it ends on November 19th. Also, the Pit of Heresy Dungeon will have a replica sword that you can purchase. That looks cool. And you have until December 31st to play through the dungeon and complete it. And upon... I think it says December 10th, doesn't it? It was December 31st. Am I looking at the... Oh, maybe I'm looking at the... Oh, uh, you're right, you're right. I'm looking at the next thing. That's right. You're right. Go ahead. So My if bad. you complete the dungeon before the end of this year, you will be eligible to get the sick replica sword used to kill Crota. I wonder how much it is once you complete it. Um, I'm going to guess 120 bucks, but that's just a guess. It's probably made out of, like, what, foam or plastic, right? That's what I'm guessing. It's steel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's steel. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that working. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that we get that. And also, for anyone chasing after the seals, and I know that... I just want that undying seal. I just want that undying seal. That's all he wants, the undying that's it? seal. That's all I want. You're going to get that bread. Are you gonna get? Are you? You're gonna grab the uh, actual physical thing too, we'll right? See. Dan? I just want. I just want the title. I just want it. <laughs> Is there any particular? Because I think it would be funny it? to have a warlock that ha says "Undying" on it. <laughs> Especially after self-res was. Yeah, that away. would be funny. 
Yeah. That's Rip self awesome. Res, yes. I didn't think about that. That's that's pretty cool. That's clever. <laughs> well, the good news, if you get the title, you can purchase the seal, or not the seal, the pin, by August 31st, 2020. So you will have quite a bit of time to decide if you want the pin. Well, then maybe I'll pick it up. Those are pretty yeah, big pins, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they come in that, mm-hmm. little, that case, right? Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, Dan, do you have any of the other seals or the pins? I don't have any other any of the other pins, no. I went through something called Lean Summer. Uh, okay. Where Ginny and, Ginny and I had enough for a trip to San Diego for a, a friend's wedding and rent. <laughs> and so and so everything else just kind of went by the wayside and it was fine yeah 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 understand that that's but now we're in fat fall yeah. so that's that's all good <laughs> yeah and lastly Bungie recommends if you complete any of the triumphs that give you a seal redeem it right away in order to not miss out because of the deadlines and dates can change so they do put out that recommendation and to wrap things up for the evening we do have a tradition here on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls and in traditional form we're going to do that tonight and uh Dan, as our guest, do you want to go first? How would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five? I'd, gi- I'd give it about a two. There's, there is not a lot of information in here that we didn't already know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Like that, That's the score I was thinking, too, because, I mean, a lot of this is just, you know... Um, just PSAs, I yeah. guess. You know, things like that. Yeah, word to the wise um, type stuff. Just a little. Yeah, you know, like nothing too special and outstanding in there. I, great. I mean, honestly, the stuff with the Bungie Foundation and uh, the stuff for uh, games, you know, that they're doing for the for the kids and everything. That's great. Like for the, you know, the the charities like that's awesome stuff but as far as anything new and anything like that you know give it a 2.5 hmm i think for me i'm gonna be a little bit more generous with it this week because i think it's cool that we're getting a emblem that we can get in the game pretty much as an added bonus with the um Festival of the Lost. I think that's cool. I also like the fact that we're getting a challenge mode with the new raid. That's pretty cool. I wish they talked about some of the rewards in it. Um, But the fact that they didn't talk about it almost makes me feel like there's not going to be that much, unfortunately. But we'll see. Who knows? Bungie... Extra chest. Bungie does (laughs) like to surprise the Guardians. So... We'll see what happens with that. I really like the um, charity work that Bungie is doing, so that's all fine and well. 
and I think it's cool that we get some new bungee rewards. So that's kind of cool too. Um, we have a new shirt we can get. They have a new replica sword that's available. So yeah, I think these are all okay updates. It wasn't a mind-blowing update for me, but I think I would give it a 3 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls. And Guardians, Alrighty. I think we made it. So... Dan, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, it was awesome to learn about you and what you do in the Destiny community. And to talk about Shadowkeep and everything that's happening in the world of Destiny. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. And before we let you go, thank you. where can the Guardians learn more about you? Ah... Uh... Uh, I'm just going to do my spiel from Planet Destiny. Hello, my name is Danfinity. Uh, you can find me four days a week on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danfinity, but the eyes are else. You can find me, uh, you can find uh, Destiny Digest once a, one, uh, four times a week. Um, you can find me on the Planet Destiny podcast on Sundays, except for this, the next two Sundays, I'm taking a break. And then, uh, you can find me just just hanging out downtown by myself, and I've had so much caffeine. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Shadow Good Price, stuff. where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. I'm... You know, like I said, I've been looking at a lot of amps right now because I'm trying to upgrade my sound and things like that. So, you know, that's uh, kind of like been my thing lately, you know, and playing Destiny and, you know, uh, trying to do some sort of adulting, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. Awesome. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast on every major podcasting platform, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and the list goes on. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And you can find me at OMG Cornholio on my personal Twitter account. And Guardians, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast, and we cannot wait to see you all next week. Bye-bye. All right, and we did it. Hey. Oh, yeah, I got to stop this thing now. Stop this. Stop. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast.
smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends. And the hosts of the Film and Whiskey Podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.